Yeah, so I guess if it's just if a bouncer is just a prick in front of a door, then that's definitely what these guys are. <laughs> This is the Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I am Josh Folan. And I am Jeff Burns. And we are going to be talking about the formative years of console gaming by going through the periodicals that covered it again. Uh, this is a game episode, our second of those, and that game is Wizards and Warriors on the NES this time. Uh, first up, though, what are we playing? Jeb, what are you playing? Uh, I'm still playing Subnautica. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun playing it. Uh, and it's probably, yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't beat Wizards and Warriors, which is a spoiler for me, but, uh, I got pretty far in, but I, I'm, this is not a hard game. It's not, I'm going to beat it. I'm right at the end, but like last night I wanted to play, uh, Wizards and Warriors, but I could not tear myself away from Subnautica. It's great. I guess that's a good testament. I'll give you that. If it's another game, I guess I can emotionally. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying. It. I definitely recommend it to you and anybody listening. Uh, is it on PS? If you have Xbox, yeah, it's on. Yeah, I have Xbox One. I don't know if it's on the other consoles or not. Actually, you think everything is? Well, I'd be shocked. I guess Nintendo has proprietary titles, but Xbox and PS4 tend to be interchangeable. You know, pretty much the same at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, how about you? I uh, yeah, I didn't have too much opportunity. I'm busy. Uh, the past couple weeks, but uh, it's more Mario Odyssey. Getting a little further than that, still fucking off the charts. Good, super fun. Uh, and then a, a little more Red Dead Two. I did cross like a. I had a big story jump uh, happen going from, uh, or rather, into Chapter Five, and that made things, uh, or rather, the jump itself made things a little more interesting. Not just getting to Chapter Five. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, although the, I think that is the halfway point, uh, which to me is a little bit of a, a good thing. Like I said, I've kind of been struggling lately. But, yeah, I mean, it, it changed scenery, basically, uh, pretty substantially going into Chapter 5 and uh, took me out of the map area that I had been fucking around in for the first uh, half of the game. And and that, uh, you know, just inherently made it I'm like, OK, something different's happening here. This is more stimulating. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. Uh, I was definitely getting into a rut, to say the least, um, with, with what was happening so far at that point. So, yeah, that, those two really, that, that's about it. Uh, I was in New York and Omaha for work, so kind of deprived of opportunity to game. Right. Um, anyhow, let's fucking get to it. Wizards and yeah. Warriors. Let's do it. That is the tree trunk theme uh, that's bringing us in here. It's the uh, right after you pay off the uh, the gem bouncer in the first level and drop down into that tree. That is the crank you get, Jab's first music selection for the game. And that brings us to opening statements about this baby. Uh, how... How did you how did how did you feel about this just in a, in a in a general gloss over sense? Yeah, like so, especially playing this right after we played uh, uh, <laughs> Ghosts and Goblins. It was Ghosts and Goblins, right? Um, yeah, it, it was it was a a welcome relief 
Uh, it was actually playable. Uh, right. I, you know, it, it immediately struck me and grabbed me as fun. Um, so yeah, yep. that was, that was my initial take. Yep. Very, mine's very succinct. It's no ghosts and goblins. That's for sure is what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's funny that we both, uh, are, 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 are both our ideas were in a relative sense. <laughs> to go yeah. to goblins, you know. Like I, if we played another game before this, it might not. No, that's not that's not true. But like, especially having played this after I, that. So I mean, I might I might expand that idea and say the rest of our podcast experience on this yeah. particular podcast mission will likely be painted by that first choice, or, or to somewhat to some degree uh, painted by that choice, which is. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if every review is like, well, you know, compared to Ghosts and Goblins. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. It's good, but, great. Yeah. I mean, c- c- you know, callbacks are king in comedy, so we're trying to make people laugh here every now and again. Sure, right. <laughs> yeah, just in, uh, subcon- or, or unexpectedly nailed uh, a, a constant callback opportunity uh, with our first choice there. Right, uh, basically formatted ourselves into <laughs> a good uh, stand-up routine. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool. So getting into the overview for this this fucker, um, the synopsis of the game, uh, again, just a verbatim wiki uh, carbon copy here, or, or cut and paste rather, is you control Kuros, uh, night warrior of the books of Excalibur, as he sets out in the kingdom of Elrond to defeat the evil wizard Malkil. Malkil holds the princess of Elrond captive in Castle Ironspire, deep within the forest of Elrond. <laughs> Uh, which is good. That's there's a lot of uh, I don't know unique storytelling stuff that doesn't sound like just completely made up bullshit. It sounds like someone devoted some time to this, you know. <laughs> right. They're like generic fantasy terms and names, kind of. Not that like I've heard Kuros or Malkil, but like yeah, Malkil is kind of a silly name for an antagonist. Really? Uh, it sounds. Like it sounds Mal, like the preface, like you know, like or the the prefix like Mal and then kill. Like it's just. It strikes me as a little corny. Yeah, but. I did. I did not dissect it at an at a etymology level like that. I didn't, didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I mean, I'm willing to give a pass. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I'm glad that you're glad that you're willing to. You're open to that, Jeff. That's good. Uh, what is the and game? Elrond is is uh, taken straight from uh, Lord of the Rings. See, fuck Lord of the Rings, dude. I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I walked uh, out. Of, I walked out of the very first one two and a half hours into it at the theater, and. The second one I kind of enjoyed just because it was so like large scale battle minded, mm-hmm. uh, but I the rest fuck you know I don't I'm not at all uh, partial to to the Lord of the Rings in a general sense. I'm sorry because you're wrong, oh, dude. When that fucking when the wizard in the first one when the wizard fell in that thing. Uh, two and a half hours into it, and then it didn't end. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm never getting out of here." Well, how right. is that not the fuck into this movie? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's something to be said about all that, but uh, yeah, it's still a good story overall. Well, I'm just fucking sure made a lot of money. I'm sure it's a good story. So is fucking Pocahontas. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> what is the game format of Wizards and Warriors, Chad? Uh, this one is also a uh, just a 2D platformer uh, side scroller. Um, and you have different attacks and power-ups that you acquire throughout your little adventure uh, that give you different uh, abilities and damage and all that stuff. So it's a pretty standard platform and not actually dissimilar from uh, Ghosts and Goblins. So um, if anybody's played these platformers before, uh, you'd be very familiar with it. Yeah, it's, it's a little more, I'd say there's some, certainly some more variance in just gameplay stuff. 
uh, than Ghosts and Goblins. But certainly, yes. as far as format goes, or, or general format, sure. Yeah, all the things, that, all the uh, like power-ups and whatnot, it seems to be pretty standard for most, uh, you know, decent platformers. So. Right, right, right. Uh, release, it was an NES original developed by Rare and released by Acclaim in Den- uh, Denver in December 1987. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably was released in Denver, too, but that's not, not just Denver. Uh, <laughs> and um, notable history. Any, any notable history? Uh, not that I found, not not in particular. The only things I could really figure out was uh, the music was done by David Wise, who would end up doing uh, a bunch of Donkey Kong work. Um, I think he did the first three, it said. Uh, and he may have done like a bunch of other Donkey Kong games that people don't know about or whatever, but I didn't look into that. And this game uh, spawned a bunch of uh, Wizards and Warriors sequels. Uh, the one that we're familiar with, of course, is Iron Sword, the second one with right. Fabio, what we talked about <laughs> in the last episode. Right, right, right. So uh, that was like uh, really the everything I found. Uh, so the, the guy, you're okay. So I, wait a minute. Did Rare were the Donkey Kongs now proprietary to Nintendo? Rare, or or was he? Did he go to Rare? I think he was working maybe for. I think he was just working for Rare, and he did like a bunch of their games. I saw like uh, like nineteen forty three. He did. I said that, or which might have been the sequel to that nineteen forty two game that I liked. Um, That's Capcom, wasn't it? Those are Capcom. Um, yeah, that is a Capcom game. I'm not sure. Um, I might be wrong on David Wise doing that one, but yeah, he did a bunch of uh, games that people would would recognize that uh, I think Rare. Well, it's just curious to me because Rare is is who we yeah, we talked about Rare picked up the donkey kong series with donkey kong country and like that was a huge hit of course but i thought that disparity in time was kind of what led to rare if he was if if that human being was either with nintendo or some had had some effect on the early donkey kong games and then ended up over rare and that's why they ended up you know he was probably pushing to have rare get a hold of that or do a game uh, of it you know for for the fucking years which is very cool and interesting yeah i looked it up right here just now it says that he was a composer at rare from 1985 to 2009 okay and where was he a musician up until 1994 um doesn't say where he was before actually Hmm. interesting i wonder Um, if he's got to have you got to be some nintendo ties in there you would think because i don't think rare had any hand in those in those first uh donkey kongs i'm not sure actually anyhow uh artwork we uh we already mentioned it in the in the issue episode but the north american key art uh for this game is fucking hot man yeah <laughs> it is uh oil painting style depiction of kuros uh he's in nothing but a loincloth rip rippling warrior muscles on full display <laughs> uh, he's taking it uh to mal kills minions with his trusty bright sword uh it's a right. very very cool art and um the the box itself was pretty straightforward, or, the, or the, rather the back of the box. I mean, of course, the front of the box was that artwork, but the back of the box is pretty straightforward. A few screenshots and some well-written copy painting the story world that I have nothing negative to say about. Um, there was a really nice excerpt that I, I, I thought worth mentioning. But the wizard is watching you, warrior, and this tale has just begun. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a really nice close to the copy on the back of the box. Uh, again, just good storytelling and setting you up like we're ready. Let's do something big here, you know, uh, right. which in a kid's mind, that works very well. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so the, the manual also very well done. I uh, referenced it a bunch of times. I recommend anyone that's going to play the game do so also. Uh, there's like a little helpful special tip section towards the end that had a lot of good shit in it that that 
is actually a lot of times like those, especially instruction manual tips are kind of like, yeah, asshole, I would fucking figure that out on my own. But there's actually some things in there that are a little bit next level that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Um, so it's actually beneficial. Right. Because usually those are like, oh, <laughs> like when an enemy approaches you, jump yeah, to avoid you know, him. Like, avoid. oh, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Like super simple. And there's stuff in there that's a little bit, uh, I mean, not advanced, but semi uh, above above that you know baseline fucking a little something else cool uh it also has a club it has a kind of like a closing uh section to it um that uh gets you all jazzed up you know ends an onward kuros kind of thing after it tells you a little story all right um, which is funny like because it, it is at the very end of the of the manual and it kind of it made me think of the fact that they probably expected you uh, a buyer of the game to sit down and read the manual cover to cover, you know, like mm-hmm. a book, <laughs> which it's, it, you know, uh, also made me think like a lot of kids probably fucking did on the ride home from Toys R Us. <laughs> I was <laughs> just going to say like, that's the, like the first thing you did. We had a solid 20 minutes from <laughs> exactly. Toys R Us. Like to get home. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to get in and like get shoes off and everything. <laughs> like you're talking 25 minutes at least. Like I'm going to do something with this game in the meantime. And that is read the instruction booklet. Yep. So yeah, that's kind of a, a you know, uh, cool choice, cool and smart choice by them to structure the manual like almost like a book. You know, right. uh, in that way is very cool. So let's I'll put that in the show notes too. The the one I was using that's a nice PDF version. Uh, it wouldn't be hard to find either. You can it's the first Google return, but just for so the link is there. And then the last thing in the breakdown is this week's economic analysis, which woo. Uh, woo! <laughs> uh, this I chose the treasure hordes, like the the, the prizes you get. From the bosses, right, uh, right. You beat them, they they pop up and they're kind of like these epileptic colored <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, piles of treasure, and uh, basically trying to value those in present day dollars. And uh, I started doing that by I actually found it was super helpful this time. I wish I'd have found it last time, but there's I found a, a website with a calculator uh, that was able to compute inflation all the way back to 1270. Oh uh, God. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. I'll put that, of course, in the show notes. Uh, it's very, very, you know, especially paired with the price list uh, that I used last time, which I used, I, I used that in this uh, setup too. <clears throat> but pairing those two websites together is, is a definitely a fun little just fuck around exercise. If you're bored and interested in this kind of uh, stuff, it would be a, a fun little fucking thing to check out. Right. Uh, in pairing. But anyways, the small axe pickup uh, in this game. So when you pick up the small axe, it's worth 200 points. And this uh, the, the instruction manual <laughs> has kind of an over detailed list of every point total, which made this super easy uh, <laughs> for everything you can get in the game. Boss or rather enemy wise item, every treasure, everything uh, it values uh, in, a, in a list that's probably totally unnecessary, but whatever. Uh, in that list, they have the small axe at 200 points, and the treasure hordes are worth 20,000 points. So, very easy to compute the math relation between those two. Right. Uh, so, if you're doing dollars to, uh, or, or rather not, sorry, if if the on that price list, um, uh, the 1457 price list, or the medieval price list rather, in 1457, an everyday axe costs five pence, so five British pennies basically, uh, and then. Citing that same price list, uh, we can place the hoard at 500 pence um, using that, like basically that that value relation, 200 to 20,000 um, in in the instruction manual uh, with the points. So that puts the value of the hoards at 500 pence, which is 
you're computing that up to pounds, it's 41 shillings, eight pence, and then that transfers into two pounds, one shilling, eight pence in, in British dollars in 1457. And then using that calculator, you can adjust to two pounds, one shilling, eight pence in 1457, which it does it by decades. So if you round it to 1460, but close enough. <laughs> uh, and, and that that inflates up to 1,339.60 pounds in 2017. So okay. that's how much a treasure hoard is worth in 2017 dollars, which and this is a super fucking cool uh uh, I don't know, feature of that calculator website. They also give you the, buy, the, the buying power of the amount that you're, uh, the, the historical amount that you're, you're, you're using in your computation. And it tells you what, your, what the buying power of that amount was okay. back in the time that you're computing for. So in 1460, that amount, two pounds, one shilling, eight pence, uh, had the buying power to buy two horses, or five cows, which, if you don't know shit about medieval times, that was a big deal purchase. Both of yeah. those. <laughs> that uh, is not right. uh, anything to scoff at. Yeah. So the treasure hoards are worth two two horses in 1457, or five cows in 1457, uh, which is interesting to think. Um, so uh, just as the last computation, taking that from British pounds, the 13. 1340 roundabouts pounds in 2017 the uh, uh, transfer rate to US dollars in 2017 from pounds was 1.224 to 1 US dollar so 1639.67 so 2017 US dollars those treasure hoards are worth 1640 bucks um, okay yeah which is eh, seems you know not as, it wasn't not as wildly ridiculous, I guess, maybe as Ghosts and Goblins, if we're going to, again, do comparative thought pro, thought processes uh, to of all these games back to Ghosts and Goblins. It's not as ridiculously. Uh, right. I wouldn't. Uh, in your take. <laughs> I wouldn't, like, you know, I'd find that treasure hoard. I wouldn't, like, quit everything I was doing in leave, you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, Satan steals my girlfriend in Ghosts and Goblins, and then I find half a million dollars or whatever it was. Home. Right, yeah. I'm going home. That's it. It's done. Yeah, yeah, in this case, sixteen hundred forty bucks. Like, I probably should finish my work day here. <laughs> right. Then again, I mean, like, he could buy what two horses or five cows. You know, I mean, he could buy one horse and maybe a couple cows. He could start a small farm with that. I was just so. gonna say, start start your own business, be very entrepreneurial, and just be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna actually as putting this. myself in danger in harm's way here. I'm just gonna do something really quaint and go start my little start a little business of my own here. Yeah, right. good. Yeah, he could be some land, one cow, one horse, and I bet he'd have some money left over for some food. So, yeah, uh, yeah good on uh, Kuros for not calling it a day after he found the first yeah, trip. Yeah, very, very dutiful of him. Um, right. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of princesses to save in this game. Yeah. Well, that was my first thing. We'll get into it, but that's one of right. my first first takeaways. Uh, before we get into the gameplay, though, let's talk about uh, our notable breakdown for this game, which we decided to go with the pickups, power ups deal. So, like, not the because there's a ton of weapons to, and, and items to pick up, but so many. I, I, I at least I found in my playthrough there were so many of those that I get touched on and talked about just because they have so much influence on the gameplay itself that I thought it would be redundant to go through those. So. I thought we would just do like the simple items, like the potions and, and shit like that. So the first thing are the potions, and there were three of them in this game. Uh, the red uh, gave you invulnerability. The blue, extra speed. Purple, extra jump. So like basically just enhancing like the most basic of, of gameplay mechanics. Um, I don't even know if I have anything to say about those, really. Uh, that's not gameplay related, or that's not 
level specific, I guess. There are some instances where they're integral to what happens in the gameplay, but I wouldn't call them like anything that's fucking worth mentioning here, you know? Um, yeah, I didn't even actually know what the blue one did. I couldn't, right. like, yeah. it didn't even occur to me that it was speed, so yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I mean, I, I only, I, I I think maybe towards the end I might have fucked, because they, they are plentiful. You pick, you know, they, they, they're random uh, monster drops. Uh, right. You find game. a good amount. Yeah, you, you, you encounter them a lot. So towards the end, I finally started to get like, OK, this one's I'm, I'm not taking damage with this one, you know. Right. Uh, but yeah, initially, certainly because there is three and you're that the gameplay is <laughs> that first level is a little bit frantic. Uh, it is so, frantic. Yeah. Like it, you don't really have time to take stock of what's going on. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it, it takes a while to really get the feel for what the fuck those are doing for you. But uh what have you and then there's a exploding egg so it's like this kind of it looks cool it's like a little uh, again kind of has that uh the same uh like apocalyptic epileptic uh color scheme flashing color scheme to it that the treasure does uh which i guess is fitting for something that kills everything on the screen which is what this does (laughs) (laughs) um i I, from reading like reviews about this game it seemed like that was like a pretty big deal i didn't find it all that helpful not yeah. necessarily again because it's random like I, I this applied to i i have this as a thought for the cuckoo clock too which is the next one and that freezes everything for a few seconds right and like yeah. because they're random drops and not items that you can pick up and use later um the actual utility of them i mean i'm sure at one time or another both of them helped me a little um but generally they i found them kind of useless because yeah they they're randomly dropped and then not only that they're dropped by enemies so you had to kill the enemy that you that gives it to you <laughs> before you could even use it so uh you know one part of what they would have an effect on is is dead just to acquire it <laughs> you know what i mean right and like the um like you're moving around so much in the game that like you're liable to just like step on the ship before you even have a chance to like look at the situation strategically, you know? Exactly. exactly. Like I'll oh, wait till there's a lot of enemies, but like no, you've already picked it up and everything's blown. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and and you're yeah you're, you're you're the the levels are large, so you're not you're, you know you're not hanging out on a screen one screen for any sustained period of time where you could leave it there and then. Yeah, deal with something and then decide to strategically use it. You're basically just yeah grabbing it as soon as it fucking pops up, and then you're moving along. Yep. So yeah, yeah, they had very yeah. It was. But having said that, I mean that you know I I did understand all of them and you know what happened when I did them. So it just you know they they were well done. It just wasn't super super duper helpful. Right. Exactly. Uh, and the next one was a scroll, which I never picked this up. I never got it, but it's I don't think I ever found one. Yeah, it supposedly shows you the map for a few seconds, according to the instruction manual. Definitely. And granted, this is speculation because, like I said, I didn't get it. But given how inexact the map was, assuming that the map they showed you was the same one that you see between the levels anyways, which I would be super surprised that there was a whole other graphic fucking uh, tangent uh, for this one little pickup that we never even found. <laughs> right. uh, so I would have to assume it's that same map um, that you see between the levels. Uh, I don't know how useful it would be. Like, what, you know, what... I mean, there Still was... on level six. <laughs> yeah, well, like... I mean, it does... There are, you know, and I, I get into this later, but the, uh, when, when I first talk about the map in the first level, but, you know, it, it does show you when the level starts uh, where you're starting and where you need to get to. Um, which I didn't notice it at first, but after a few appearances of the map, I'm like, oh, okay, I see, like, this is, a, like, it's showing me a relative relation of where I am and where I need to get to, which, given the way this, again, the levels are big, and it's kind of a, 
you know, open world is probably a little bit of a grand way to, to say it, but um, they are expansive levels and you do need to get to a certain place in every one of them uh, to get, get out of them. So it is nice to know where you're going. Uh, and, and it does depict that um, to some degree, but it's certainly not to scale. And uh, again, like <laughs> the frantic pace of, of the game in some places, like the idea of cutting to a map and you being able to discern in any useful way, that relationship of where you are to where you need to get to. Like, I don't know. I just don't know how helpful it would have been, you know? Yeah. I have no idea how they would interrupt the gameplay and, uh, you know, work that in. So I mean, are we sure it was in there? Like I know it's listed, but like maybe, <laughs> I guess maybe it. they took it out like after beta testing or something. Maybe. Yeah. That's possible. And they just didn't take it out of like the instruction manual or wherever we found it, you know, unless we get the good fortune of being able to interview the developers down the line of this, uh, I don't know how we'll know that. <laughs> right, that'd be a tough one to find. So I, don't know, I guess if it was taken out, it probably is Google uh, to some extent, but yeah. I'm not that concerned about it to do so. Uh, the last thing I have is the, the small knife and axe, and those uh, basically just extend the reach of the throwing weapon that you can get in the first level. Hopefully you get in the first level. Yeah, you better get it. Yeah, you better fucking get it, uh, which is wildly helpful. I mean, you know, being able, it's like uh, um, the initial distance I would maybe again just spitballing place it maybe a third of the screen and the extended with this pickup uh reaches like almost the whole screen you know at least two-thirds of it so yeah. that that's a big fucking jump um for a weapon that's very helpful throughout the game yeah and the axe actually does uh more damage than the uh small knife right but they all but those are you have to have the weapon don't you like the because i never i don't think i ever got the axe I think the axe. You didn't get the axe, really. No, yeah. Well, I, I did. I, get, I did not get it. Um, so, okay. So then, yeah. Can you, it, did you have, I guess, because they're, they're different power-up pickups even. Did you have to then get the smaller, a small axe too, to extend the distance of that? Or did you, did having the small knife pickup for the, the dagger of throwing also carry over to the axe? Just out of curiosity. No. So I found the axe in a treasure chest. Uh, and I don't like, I guess maybe I don't understand what you're saying, but like, I, I didn't, it didn't seem like I needed the small, the knife for anything. Like the ax was just a separate thing entirely. Right. But, but I'm saying, did you have to get, cause that, you know, the ax is like a, in a treasure chest and these small knife slash axes are pickups that you get drops from enemies, you know? And then it, and when you get the small knife, it extended the, the throwing distance of the, the, the throwing dagger or the dagger of throwing rather. So once you got the axe, did you again have to get another monster drop pickup in order to have the extended oh. reach on the axe? You know what I mean? Right. I don't know that I, you're saying there's like two separate things for the dagger. Yeah. You get the dagger of throwing out of a, out of a, yeah, these, these are, yeah, they're power ups. Yeah. This, you get the dagger not... thrown out of a chest. Right. And then you have to, for, as a monster drop, you get a small knife. It's like a little brown, uh, it almost looks like a Zelda sword upside down. And then that is what gives you the extended reach of the dagger of throwing. Because initially it's like a very oh. short distance. So I'd See, be curious. No, no. So my experience with it was I don't know that I ever got the extended. Or maybe I did in the frantic nature of the game and didn't notice. Didn't even notice. Right. Um, but when I got the, the axe of uh, Agor is what it's called, um, it just the range was increased and the damage was upped. So yeah, already, so so that maybe speaks to the idea that having the small knife pickup already for the dagger of throwing carries over. Yeah, uh, I didn't have to find like, although, an axe as like an enemy drop or anything like okay, that. Okay, yeah, because otherwise, why would it? I mean, it's listed in the instruction manual again. I never saw it because I didn't have the axe, but uh, 
it's listed in the instruction manual as, as a separate deal. So I would assume hmm. that uh, that's what we did the economic analysis based on <laughs> the existence. Right. Of. So uh, um, maybe it does carry over. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. Thought we could work through that together, Jab. Yeah. And then moving on to the playthrough. That was level three, the fire caverns music bringing us back in. And uh, now we're going to move on to the playthrough. Um, yep. And yep. actually, before we even get to level one, the, uh, I had, <laughs> the, the title screen was good enough to, word, to, to, to mention to me. Uh, one, the opening music track is fucking great for it. Um, I'm actually sad that we that not that I, I think it's better than any of the three we chose, but like it, it sucks to me. Maybe I'll drop it in anyways, because <laughs> the, the, the opening music is great on the, on the title screen for this. Uh, it definitely has that like I'm about to embark on an epic quest here kind of kind of feel to it, mm-hmm. uh, which I appreciate. Again, storytelling and the artwork is cool, too. That There's like a, a, a few screens of slideshow, like different things, high score and all that shit. But the the one the one part of the, of the slideshow that's just like a, an art, some artwork is like an orange warrior matched up against two blue adversaries it's like super simple but very cool you know with the wizards and warriors uh font up above it oh yeah i just pulled it up here yeah that is cool yeah it's definitely cool um but then you quickly there's nothing else to do there unless you like looking at that uh stock high score list (laughs) Uh, and hit start get get going level one um initial impressions on level one man um i don't know what your what were your initial thoughts it like okay so probably my initial thought was like you like we said it's frantic and just the way that like the uh the platforming set up like the things that you can actually like jump on and engage with it's not immediately clear it's like this is like a bunch of like cut down trees there's like tree stumps in this forest and some are higher on the screen than others and you can jump up those and i remember playing this as a kid and that wasn't immediately uh, evident to me, so th- there was a bit of a learning curve back in the day when we played it. Um, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the but my... as an adult, you pick up on it pretty quickly. Rel- yeah, relatively. I mean, my my recall of the game in general is is kind of I think very much uh, echoes a little bit of what you just said that it was interesting, but it was difficult. Like the first level, um, yeah, the the platforming aspect of it is a little problematic you know like it, it's not the controls the controls are great in this game i think but because yeah the little twig platforms are just so damn small in this first level that it's hard as fuck to land on them and even yeah even understanding that because i, I guess maybe a, a function of, of of their size uh initially you're kind of like you know you don't even know what are platforms necessarily so right. um it is a little yeah there there's a i don't know an an acclimation period uh to just the functionality of the game that i i agree is not uh immediately evident but yes hopefully as an adult we, ca- we caught on a little quicker than we were kids. <laughs> right. you would hope you would hope our we've developed uh intellectually a little bit since then but who knows that's yeah like 29 years 29 <laughs> years later i can finally play this game so <laughs> yeah, i'm doing right. i'm working in the right direction i guess right yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, well, my, even before uh, assessing the gameplay, the, the, the first thing, of course, uh, there's a map that pops up. So, All right, as, right. as I will always point out, and when that's the case, good job. Uh, it looks good, too. It's nice, varied, and defined color coding. I should have, my, my initial thought was, I should have no trouble discerning what level I'm on here. Uh, it seems to be well-structured. Uh, and we're starting in a forest stage. Copy that. <laughs> you know, yeah, like it, got it. It, pref it prefaces you. Um, what they, they uh, and this may be a relative to Ghost and Goblins, but I, just relative to Nintendo, many Nintendo games of the time. Uh, there's no cutscene. No one stole your girlfriend here, which mm -hmm. I, I kind of thought to myself, why the fuck would I even get out of bed? <laughs> right, like, <laughs> who just decides, like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to throw on my suit of armor, I'm going to get bright sword or whatever it's called, and I'm going to go chop some shit up. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, he's an adventurer. Maybe he's just, that's his deal. Then maybe uh, that's why we are not adventurers, because we don't right. think that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Unless someone steals my girlfriend, I'm fucking staying home. And even then, you can <laughs> a million dollars, or half a million dollars, and I'm not going, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um. So yeah, I wouldn't uh, again just kind of like the the layout of your, what you initially see. Um, I you know I wouldn't instruction manual it up till later on, but uh, immediately I was wondering what the hell the evil meter in the status bar was. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like, it's always there. Yeah, yeah, why why is that on the screen at all times? And I, it seems like either I don't know a programming shortcut or something like the idea of having it there is a little. It's not disorienting. That's too much. But it it is like what the fuck? Like I spent the first half of the level like how does this apply to what I'm doing? Right. Yeah, when I first saw it, I found it almost like maybe I just worked it in my brain somehow, and I was just like, "Oh, that's kind of like ominous." Like, <laughs> I get, yeah, you could justify it that way, I guess. That's right. Uh, I did not get there, unfortunately. I just was <clears throat> what the fuck it was. Uh, but yeah, you would. I mean, I guess define later on. It's you find out it's what the boss life meter. Um, and when the boss shows up on the screen, then there's life in that meter. Otherwise, it's just there and empty. Right. right. And it is, yeah, that's interesting too. That I mean. It's interesting having it there at all times and it being empty for most of the time. And then when you get to the boss, it fuels up, you know, like it doesn't it doesn't go. It's not full for the first boss or any of the bosses until you get to the last boss. Right. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the last boss has the most. Right. Go so, so I guess uh, it gives you like some level of relativity maybe between the bosses, which is maybe kind of interesting, too, because, you know, the maximum amount possible. Um, so that's, I guess somewhat interesting uh and then you also have a life meter of your own which uh means that it's not one hit death bullshit which i was happy to see yeah <laughs> oh my god um uh, so yeah so the uh you know it, it immediately it drops you out of a tree basically is how you get into this world and uh you can re-enter that door and you quickly find that out <laughs> uh, because uh yeah you as soon as you hit jump you'll go right back into it and you know it establishes one that that's a mechanic you'll be doing a lot in the stage and that's good that's that's good development game development to like get you quickly acclimated to what your mechanics are uh what your verbs are in a world um but it also it, it highlights what is a little uh, one of the frustrating things about this level i think and that is that these doors you can just get back into them like I, actually in that same tree uh you can go back into that door and then work your way up the tree uh and then there's a door higher up in the because you go into the trees and actually you can actually they're, they're, it's their own little mini worlds and right. you can go up to the top to another door via that means and then when you get out there there's a platform right to the left and then that's how you get up to the, like the treetop portion of, the, of this level and getting over that door from the platform it drops you out of 
is a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and that's just one instance. Uh, there's a few times in this level where it's just like, motherfucker, these doors, man. I can't fucking – I keep going into them, and I don't want to go into them. You know? Yeah. There's that's... definitely other points in the game that do that too where like you have to – position your character just right if you're going to jump because if you just start jumping all willy-nilly you're jumping in the door and it's a pain it is a pain in the ass yep. i mean yeah this one specifically you really have to yeah you like have to jump out you have to hit jump swing yourself out to the right around the door and then back over the top of it to the left uh a pretty good distance to get to that um to get to the pedestal that you need to get on to do another annoying thing and bounce off an enemy, <laughs> which is not, you can't do it every time in, in, the, in the mechanics of this game. I guess one control bitch I have uh, to get up to those treetops. And like, that is not an easy jump at all. It, it, I mean, it, I honestly think it's like, it requires exact precision. Like there's only one way to do that exact jump. Uh, and if you get it even kind of wrong, you're going to fail and fall all the way to the fucking forest floor and be pissed off. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't remember this door problem specifically, but I do remember in this level falling a lot. Yeah. Definitely do. I spent a game. lot of time falling. Game. You spent a lot of time falling. Um, which, there's an item pickup that affects that later that is great. Yeah, especially like when you start this game and you don't have... There's two items in particular that help with your jumping, like your ability to control and like just manage your jumping and landing better. And you don't have those right now, and it's a pain in the ass. 100%. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, very... And that, 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 I think that's cool, though, that... that it changes gameplay throughout uh, and you have to learn new mechanics. And I, th I think that's a really cool effect actually in, in the long run, but in the, in the short run of the beginning, yes, it's frustrating when you're falling. All the, all the time. Yeah. And I mean like a lot of games, like, I mean, that's, yeah, I guess that's like a, you know, a, a good mark for this game is like a lot of games do things like Subnautica, for instance, even like, you know, you start the game off and you're swimming and you're holding your breath. And at the point I'm at now in the game, like, I don't worry about, I have vehicles and, you know, super oxygen tanks. And it's just like, it's a completely different game at this point. And, right. you know, in this game, they kind of did work that in in a way. Yep. So, and, that's, and, that's they, and, and these early NES games, they didn't have a lot of ways to do that unless they were pretty creative. So, right. um, well, yeah, Ghost and Goblins did not have that. The jumping sucked and it always sucked. And it always, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, the jumping yeah, yeah. in the beginning of the game, that's going to suck at the end of the game. So good <laughs> right, luck, buddy. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of the, the 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 table it sets for you though, and or rather the table set it sets for you, and and once you get the hang of it, it's fun. I mean, there there is a lot of falling. There's some challenge to it, and and it's certainly a learning curve, uh, but it is. A, uh, I found it to be a fun level once I kind of got the hang of everything, yeah. uh, and and knew where I was going once I again figured out like the map was depicting that to me. <laughs> yeah, there's just that little learning curve about jumping and landing when you first start, and like. You know, it's uh, the first level is frantic. There's like a lot of enemies, and you're you're actually another thing that like you're dealing with early in the game is your attacks suck. Like when you swing your sword in this game, it doesn't swing very yeah. far. They, yeah. The enemies have to be right on you before you can hit them, and uh, that causes a lot of damage you're, you're, to you and whatnot. Your reach, your reach to enemies' hitbox with your initial opening weapon setup is definitely. Very tough, no question. Right, and I actually wrote down for like it was a bummer because like the first one of the first things I wrote was there seems to be like a completely random damage box for these enemies. Right, but looking back, it's probably because my sword reaches almost like just outside of my body, so right. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing to be honest. Yep. And the the one uh, it, uh, worth mentioning caveat to that too is uh, your sword can hit things without you hitting the button. Right, which is. 
you know, once you get, and it, it's in this level too, the dagger of throwing, and that's my, my next note was literally calling back to those item pickups and changing the way the gameplay works. The dagger and shield are items you both get in this in this first level, and they change the way you play. This, having the shield and being able to deflect things changes your impetus or the reason, rather, to hit the jump button. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can actually block things without doing that and, 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 and play a little more centered than you can when you first drop out of that door with the shield and the dagger, same thing, actually having a reach... Um, some some range on your attack totally changes your ability to fucking defend yourself, uh, and that's really cool. But once you have that dagger, and you're kind of you, you almost at least for me, anyways, once you have the dagger, it becomes your primary yeah way to attack. You try to hit things before they get anywhere near you with the dagger. Right, uh, the sword is like oh shit, they're right by. Oh yeah, it's, it's a last last fucking last uh, last line of defense kind of thing. Yeah, and, right. and 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 that's why too the the point I was getting to was that it being able to hit things like when you're falling or jumping up in particular. Well, I guess not particular. Like only when you're jumping or falling can your sword just hit hit something and affect it, damage it. Uh, and usually most things are one hit kill, so kill it. Uh, and that's a huge. If it did not have that, it would be fucking this game would be way harder. So it was it was super helpful. Like once you figure that mechanic out, like I found myself actually using it. Yeah, um, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, which is cool because like you know that's not always, you know, like I don't know. Certainly they designed it that way, but like not only did they take the time to like code it that way so that your sword would do damage at any point in time, but like you know they they managed to design the game so that it incorporated it and you could actually use it. It wasn't just like some random thing that happened. Right, yeah. It's it's organically worked in, which is, is good, I agree. Right, you say, you know what's funny? Uh, you said shield in this first level and how it deflects. I never found a shield. Oh, dude. I'm pretty sure that it's on, on the treetops, uh, uh, right above where the, uh, uh, the fucking gem pay off the gym guy is yeah uh, holy uh, shit dude, it didn't go up there like i just must not have found it oh that sucks dude yeah it's and huge. i got to like i think i got to like the very last level maybe like i'm right there hmm. so like i just managed the whole game without it i guess that would fuck you probably fucking hit that jump button way more times than i did <laughs> I, I died a lot and i found out that uh you have unlimited continues in this game so yeah. that was uh, actually my next point was that it's it's an extension of the lenient continue system uh but at no point uh, in the game entirely, but even this first level is what this note is. Uh, did safe scumming cross my mind? You know? Uh, no, I didn't. Just, no. Yeah. Another fantastic reprieve from, from Ghosts and Goblins. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I even kind of, you know, as far as like dying goes, I even kind of dig his little spaz out and dangling leg animation. Yeah, it's like falls <laughs> down does. and like it actually swings a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty funny. Um, uh, so yeah, and I guess maybe just to explain it, the, the continuing system basically is that you you have two lives and when you run out of lives you have 10 seconds where you can hit any button and you just come right back where you were which um is great because as you mentioned there is much death in this game so right. if it didn't have that you'd be fucking wanting to throw your controller across the room like we'd be talking about ghosts and goblins part two basically <laughs> yeah, right which would have been a nightmare yeah uh so level one you uh you go through the treetops oh and you find that guy i always found this funny uh, about video games, uh, especially like fantasy ones where like, you know, the main character, you're playing the main character and you're trying to get some like serious shit done, right? And there's always like these assholes in the world who put themselves <laughs> as blocks and you're just trying to do the noble thing and then here you're trying to save the princess and there's some asshole at the top of the trees that wants 100 gems before he's going to let you do that. Yep. Yeah, who yeah. Who the fuck I... is this guy? 
Yeah, dude, I this is a, a reoccurring. I, I didn't start it here, but I have like much to talk about in every level level thereafter uh, with that guy. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'll wait till I'll wait till we get there in my notes because I have plenty to say about it. Yeah, who the fuck is that guy? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the, basically this, the whole structure of this level is so you buzz around, you deal a lot. You have the, the eagles and mosquitoes, the flying enemies, uh, which are fucking annoying as hell, but they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Some werewolves at the bottom. If you once you fall down to the fucking <laughs> the, the, the floor a few times, you got to deal with werewolves. Inevitably. Right. Yep. So there's basically, and this is in every level, you get three keys. And they get you in doors where you can that you can open the chest because the chests are all color coded, and so are the doors, or most of them anyways. Most of the doors are color coded, and the keys correspond to the same color doors and chests. And then you you go around and you try to pick up these gems and get to an amount. And this is a mechanic in every level too. Yeah, where you have to pay off the guard to the next part of the level. There's usually like each level has uh, it's not necessarily a midpoint, but roundabouts, uh, an area that you have to pay this guy off to get through, and. Um, that's what you have to do here. It's 100 gems, so you fucking run around, get your 100 gems, and then you go down into the... He, like, is standing on top of this tree trunk. And then it's like a Mario up. pipe, almost. Almost, yeah. And right. then once you pay him off, he fucking moves over to the side, and then you can go down into that tree, and you immediately enter this falling sequence where you're constantly being attacked by wasps coming out of hives right. uh which reminded me a lot of the house on 511 dude the wasps being a problem there <laughs> always yeah they were a motherfucker right so yeah it was uh you know i don't know not a not a horrible <laughs> recall of childhood but definitely like something i was like oh fucking wasps yeah, i forgot about those they fucking suck yeah they're <laughs> ass man uh so yeah you're so you're falling and you there's like these wedges of roots um uh, all over the they stick out from the background in this tree trunk that you're falling down and they kind of like they push you either out of your control right or left depending on how you hit them uh and it reminded me almost the the analogy i thought of uh is the price is right plinko game that's i what was I'm, just gonna say i was gonna say let me help you out here it's like <laughs> no shit, that's a, oh my god that's that's incredible same thing i thought yeah that's incredible yeah so yeah so you, it's like yeah, plinko yeah you're fucking you're just the chip dropping down wherever the hell you hit the thing and it's just it's all it feels almost random the direction you go and there's a ton of chests in here so not having control of where you're going is annoying as fuck as you're watching all these chests just fly by with god knows what in them yeah um, and, and if it's gems like it, it makes your life a lot easier to find chests full of gem instead of like one gem at a time if you're trying to get to 100 gems or 50 like you find a chest you might get like 15 you kill an enemy you might get one you know yeah and i, I, cause I well in this case and i didn't i, I think i only ended up getting i i because I, I did i started a playthrough on i believe my handheld on one of the trips i was on mm-hmm. and then just kind of fucked around a little bit and just started over from the beginning when i got home and played it on on my uh bigger emulation setup on, on my tv so, so you knew this was coming well i knew it was coming but that means i, I also went through the tree trunk twice and I, I only and through two trips through it i only got one of the chests and okay. it was the wand of wonder which was like a wand is fucking awesome. That's cool, you know. So that that just highlighted the idea that maybe I missed other really cool shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, right. Whatever whatever those chests might have been. Um, so yeah, it's it's you know it's cool, and and you can like you you don't have no effect on what you do. You can if you once you're not on a wedge and you are falling, which there's 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 opportunities for. You can move yourself in the air, so right. you can kind of affect it, but you kind of got to know what's coming to some degree to really get over to the chest that, that you pass by, which is 
uh, you know, not frustrating. It makes it challenging, but it is uh, whatever. whatever. But even if there are like, even if there are like cool things that you missed in this game, you know, like I said, I missed the shield and like, right. you know, I was fine. So deal breaker. Yeah, I mean, they are. They are all helpful, but you can. I'm sure you can. Uh, much like the no sword runs in Legend of Zelda, I'm sure you can no pick up run in this and, and be able to accomplish it as hard as fuck as it would be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that wand to get—I guess uh, just touching on the specifics of that wand. Um, it's cool, you know. Fires a little fucking thing, but you have to hit the select button to use it. Which, uh, much like one of my very few punch-out gripes, it's a pain in the ass to in the get heat, to it. In the right. moment, yeah, get your thumb over to that select button uh, and really use that, especially when you because you have. If you have that dagger, it's like it's the same. It fires straight ahead, just like the dagger does. So it, it's almost uh, well. I guess you may you may not. Ha- it, it fires all the way across the screen, so you have some more range, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess maybe if you're trying to kill something on a platform a ways away, and you can like be centered and, and strategically do that, it has some use. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, yeah, I didn't. The wands weren't much help for me because in the heat of the gameplay, you're not gonna fucking jump your thumb over there and uh, hit that select button for sure. You know. Yeah, it didn't even occur. Like I. Uh... I didn't use the wands in this game um, because the, you know, as, 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 as far as for what I needed, the the dagger and the axe worked fine. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And it wasn't easy to, like, exactly, like, maybe if I had read the instruction manual, actually, you know, if, if I had let <laughs> people tell me how to play the game. I think I told you to do that. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't. And, uh, yeah, maybe I would have figured that out. But, like like you said, when, when you're in the middle of it, it's you don't have really time to figure this shit out. And actually, this game starts off hard. Like, the if there was a hard part of this game, I'd say it's levels one and two. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, the, to, so the, the levels themselves, yes, are challenging. And a lot of it, I think, is part of that's, of course, learning curve. Uh, but also just, I mean, the general... Uh, as I already mentioned, the platform is just harder because they're smaller. I mean, maybe I, my, my first note in level two is that the platforms are bigger and oh my God, that improved your quality of life. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, that first level in particular, I think is tough because of the platforming uh, mostly. Um, yeah, that would be my, that would be my thoughts on that. Um, right. So we, we've done Plinko. We're going down. What, what right. I can't remember this exactly. See, well, you, you basically get to the bottom and it's got, once you get to the bottom of the tree, it's like a little bit of a, pain in the ass you got to get to this door that require with then there's two there's two wasps because you can't kill the wasp hives uh you can't get rid of them so they're constantly the wasp hives that's right okay yeah so they're constantly dumping fucking wasps at you and when you hit the bottom of this fucking thing uh there there are two wasp uh hives down there and they're constantly sending wasps out for you and you got to with that happening you got to get onto this platform and then make this really far jump to another platform to get to a door that goes into the boss part boss area and uh, i was definitely tricky to do but you know it's not far from impossible uh but once once you solve that little puzzle you go in and fight the first boss which is an oversized skeleton head uh demon skull is the official name in the instruction manual and basically he just it's like this big bouncing head that fires little projectiles at you and then also you know it it, it comes at you and tries to you know it's constantly heat seeking you and trying to crush you you know so the whole it's pretty cool design. It looks it definitely looks cool for a first boss. Mm-hmm. A very cool aesthetic to it. Um, but he's you know it's it's relatively first bossy in that you know his his movement pattern is highly predictable and you can kind of just block his projectiles if you have a shield. I, don't, I mean that probably made all not. these yeah it made all these fuckers really hard I would think without a shield to block. Uh, I mean it was a little tough. Yeah, I mean like you said it's predictable, but he doesn't have a lot of health, so uh, right. if yeah, you just like hammer I, at him. Yep. 
five or six hits is what I wrote down. I think. And I think you, I think even when you, so when you get hit in this game, like, like most platforms, you flash and you become, and you know, immune to damage for a second. I think your sword swings still do damage at that point. Oh, definitely. Sure. So you can just get inside and just, yep. just hack them up. Yeah. You can definitely it, just spam them. If you, if you really find them difficult, you can certainly just spam them. Right. Um, yeah. Cause there's no consequence when you start the next level, you don't have like a reduced amount of health. You start health, pulling, right. no matter what. Right. So yeah. So you, yeah. I mean, this is and this is a you know uh, this applies to pretty much all the bosses in the game, uh, with the exception of the final one, uh, because it's a bigger area that you fight the the final boss in. But with all of them, you can pretty much the the idea is pretty much stand at one edge of the screen, block, deflect, shoot him, hit him as much as you can as he's coming towards you, and right before uh, the boss gets to you. Um, either go over or below them and run to the other side and repeat, you know, rinse and repeat. It's like the all of them, at least I found, that was the most effective tactic for the most part. The bat in, in level two was a little bit different, maybe, I, I would say, but for the I most part... I was just going to say that bat, I was not, was yeah. not that strategy. Right, but uh, all the others are pretty much fall into the, fell into that category for me right. uh, as, as far as the tactic to, to, to beat them most effectively. So yeah, so you kill uh, that fucker, and then a big pile of that epileptic seizure conjuring treasure pops up <laughs> out of the ground. Uh, so you grab that, run through a door, and you go into uh, which is this is this is the way it happens in every level uh, going forward. There's a scantily clad damsel in distress tied up, uh, <laughs> like strung up to the cave ceiling, and uh, this one is named Lucinda. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I guess that's their counterpoint to the stolen girlfriend premise. Uh, you know, like, so if, if you don't get a stolen girlfriend in the beginning, he's just, she's, you know, you're, you're saving some, you're, you're saving some other poor uh, stolen woman um, uh, in the levels, you know, or trying right. to anyways. Uh, but she is very scantily clad, which again, going back to Nintendo's policies, it's a little risque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like. It's only like, and it's like a, you know, as modern as it can be with all these pixels, but it's it just looks like a bathing suit, actually. Right. Yeah. Very, very scantily clad. Very right. scantily clad. So that's level one, and level two. The this, uh, I already mentioned it. It's just much better on the platforming front. <laughs> it was my first takeaway, uh, which was fucking uh, really nice because yeah, there's there's a lot. I I found anyways a lot less of that falling all the way down to the very bottom and having to repeat some dumb, tedious task, you know, and that's uh, really nice. Uh, it's still tricky. It's not uh, None of the platform in this game ever gets, like, just cake, I think, but uh, it was much better. Mm. Um, music, also fucking phenomenal. I feel like I wrote this for every level I feel, but the music is great in this level. Yeah. Uh, the enemies, the, the two, like, really basic ones, um, and they're, they're far less annoying than those. Because, like, every level, ha- this was, like, a thing also that was like a pattern every level had like one like a a, like a constant repetitive super annoying most of them were flying enemy that was constantly just fucking with you at all times uh and this was just when you're catching your fucking breath and like getting your feet under you like here comes a fucking bat again yep 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 yeah fuck bats in general but uh (laughs) yeah so yeah this one this level doesn't really have one of those which um they you know you have basically so there's like there's two like kind of the repetitive enemies in this are there's faces in the rocks that, that appear and they shoot shit at you. And then there's these stalagmites, which I guess the stalagmites are probably the closest to mosquito enemy. And they like, they come up out of the platforms that you're on the ground and, but there's a tell for them, which you don't, I mean, I guess with the flying ones, you get the telling that they appear on the edges of the screen and you can see them coming, but eh. 
Uh, not exactly the same thing, and, and the tells with these were very, uh, very fair, and you could very much see if they were happening and avoid them without too much trouble, which was a reduction in stress, I guess. You know, and, and the rock faces, you would just use your dagger and just knock them out of the rock in one hit. They were they were pretty easy too. Especially- I didn't realize you could do that until like the very end of the level, and I feel like <laughs> I accidentally hit one, and I was like, oh shit, that would have made this way easier. Honestly, that made, that would have been very tough to do because it, it very much is. The, the mechanic for beating them is jumping to right in front of them, taking a, taking a, a hit with your shield, and then pegging them. Um, so if you didn't have the shield, it probably would have been tough to really fucking kill them easily in quotations anyways. So. Right. I'm definitely going to finish this game now because I don't have the shield. And uh, yeah, it'll be you fun to like finish it without out. the shield. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm actually not even really cheating because there's unlimited continues. So it's not like I'm right. doing anything that crazy. So, yeah. I had a few. I think I want to say three where I, where I had to look up some shit um so but not many not many for sure i had to look up how to beat this second level boss uh really yeah i did not have an easy time with this okay i was swearing at my computer quite a bit it is it's a little it's it's different than all the other bosses to a degree i before we get there though, i guess uh, just to get yeah the, sorry we're jumping ahead the uh yeah the 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 level itself uh it's honestly not that complicated or that hard like i said because there's that random thing uh going on it was just kind of a more level headed uh and the platforming was easier i i got through it much faster uh but basically yeah same thing you round up the three keys get enough gems to pay off the bouncer working the door to these exclu- uh, exclusive medieval dungeon boss clubs <laughs> that, that he's guarding uh and yeah this is like this is my first thing where i wrote something about the fucking like yeah who is this dude and like my thing like he's like if I had to summate him, he would be an extremely materialistic and unloyal subject of the wizard. Of the wizard. <laughs> like, yep. Like when we started talking about it, that's the conclusion I came to too. Like yeah. this guy's got a price. He's just a fucking mercenary. Yeah, he is a one hundred percent a mercenary, uh, and a diligent one at that. Unless they're different, it's a different fucking guy every time. I guess it could be a team of mercenaries. It's probably <laughs> it's probably a bunch of people. And like, if the wizard paid him fifty to do this job, uh, you pay me a hundred, I'll walk away and <laughs> you don't have to yeah. talk about this anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, good for them. Yep. You should have economically broke down that, how much you're paying these fucking guys. Uh, it's, they were, it's kind of the, it varied, and honestly with that. Well, what's a gem worth, and then, you know, what is a hundred of those worth? Gems were worth 200 and 400 for, like, the one and the, the the bigger one, which I believe was two gems, I want to say, so, you know, very near as far as what the, the value system was, so. Uh, it's actually the same price as an axe, come to think of it, so. Uh, it's the same ratio. Basically, five hundred gems is worth one one treasure thing. So each gem is one five hundredth of a the fourteen hundred pounds or sixteen hundred U.S. dollars. Right. Okay. Fly math, Jab. How about fucking that shit? Hey, good for you. And. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it's yeah, super fucking simple system basically. Uh, that's kind of a, uh, an, uh, the arc for all these levels, and that once you pay him off, you go right into the Bat Cave, which is kind of this is also a different thing in regards to the others. Most of the other bosses are just kind of a chamber with the boss, whereas this one, it's another area that you got to get through with right. all these. Bats, you know, um, yeah, they like start with very little bats. And there's however number many of those, and then it turns into kind of a medium-sized bat, and then a big bat, and then you get the very final king bat uh, at the very end. Vampire bat is how it's worded in the instruction manual. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so yeah, so that's kind of the way. And like you got to, it's just a straight shot through all those, and they're hanging right above you, you know. And um, as you run past them, they will swoop down and like chase after you. Right, right, right. And then you uh, you get to the end of this like boss area, like you said, it's the only one that's like this. You get to the end. And then all these bats are, you know, going to catch up with you, and you have right. to defeat those little well, if, bats. Well, if you didn't kill them on the way. Okay, see, I well, like, again, I had to look this up because I had a really hard time with this, and, and I, I found the best way to do it, so. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, so the, and this is a catch, too, uh, that is, you know, also different than a lot of this game, I think. If you die at some point in this sequence, you go back to the beginning with all the bats still intact, so you don't. Yeah pick up right where you left off uh which would have made if you did that that would have made this part super simple so comically easy, good right? yeah yeah good on to them for for difficulty balancing uh, at rare but um so yeah so if you if you, you got to do it all in one one stretch of your your life meter uh which is not easy and yeah i mean basically i'm sure what you found i assume anyways cause I, I actually kind of felt like this this is one of those you know, I didn't remember, and this I, this happens to me a lot because I read every fucking page of Nintendo Power 87 times as a kid and just ate this shit up, that there are a lot of Nintendo tips and, and, and like, little tactic things that I just, like, I don't know them, but I just, when the screen pops up, I know them. You know what I mean? It's like a subconscious mm-hmm. awareness of how to approach this problem in this video game, even though, I mean, I probably played the bat level at some point as a kid, but I know I never got very far in this game. Uh, so if I did, it was it would have been sparingly very little and certainly not just like playing Mario where you know every single thing is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I very quickly was like, I need to just run to the end and yep. deal with it down over there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And, and that's what I did. And that's that's how you do it. You can basically run through. And, and, and doing that actually glitches some of the latter bigger bats off because they never even come down. Yep. Uh, if, if you run fast enough and don't ever kill any of them, by the time you get to the last few big bats right before the final one, they don't even start. They don't even come down anymore. And then the also the vampire bat uh, itself doesn't come down until you kill all the other bats. So you glitch a few off, get to the very end, and if you stand right on top of that door, which I'm assuming is exactly what you did, you just fucking as soon as they're within range of your knife, you just start spam, them. spamming the shit out of them. Uh, and if you do it fast enough, you cannot get hit doing that. Um, at least I found. Uh, and then you're dealing with just the bat itself. Yeah, I was able to avoid the the trail of bats. They 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 got me at the door, and then I kill all them. And there's two more bats that come down, and you have to fight them individually. If you get them coming down at the right. same time, yep. it gets tricky. Yep, you can you can inch over though and only deal with one at a time. Yeah, you're right. Correct I about those. So yeah, those then the, those are the ones. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say you glitch. Well, I think you do still glitch a couple off. Uh, but yeah, you yeah you want to deal with them individually for sure. Yeah, I don't know like if, if we actually went and counted all the bats if that's the number that you end up killing. But yeah, like it definitely at a certain point they stop coming down to chase you and it makes it more manageable. Yep. So yeah, you get those the the last two big ones off there, and then you're dealing with the 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 the, the main boss. And he yeah, I mean his. Uh, I guess like we were saying before, like that kind of mechanic that applies to all the other bosses. It, he, she, whichever kind of bat it is, whatever gender, uh, is, is, like, it won't, the other ones would kind of go all the way to the edge of the screen. I guess I even, yeah, I said they were heat-seeking as if they always followed you, but I think maybe most of them would kind of have this all the way to the other end of the screen thing, and you could run to the other side. This one, it kind of, it follows you a little more closely, and I felt you had to, like, jump back and forth over them, uh, kind of, in order to 
um, avoid, you know, whereas as opposed to just running to the other side of the screen, I didn't really use that mechanic here. Yeah, it wasn't an option. I feel like I almost feel like he like took up more space and just made it harder of man- to maneuver around him or her. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's probably that's a good way to put it too. I agree. Uh, so how did you end up beating it? Uh, so so yeah, so basically yeah, just this literally this oscillating jumping to one side of him, pegging him with the with the with the dagger, uh, and then jumping over and doing it again, like creating a little bit of space. But you could it wasn't it, he was I guess it was because he was probably fast enough where. If you if he was faster than you, so if, if you ran all the way to the other side of the screen, he would have caught up more than the amount of space you could create by just running over a little bit and right. hitting it and then running, back, you know, jumping to the other side. Um, and I basically, yeah, I mean, I so yeah, I the I died a bunch a bunch of times doing this. It was it was hard, and then once I figured out the run of the end, the run to the end thing, it still took a few few more. Um, I was able to do. I think I, I, it was pretty. I mean, I, even that time I beat it, I only had like a, a couple uh, health bars left, um, and, and got through it. But yeah, this was. I would agree. This is one of the tougher ones, man. I would agree. And, and I like would also, say, no, go ahead. I sorry. would say it's, it's. I'd say it's the harder, harder one. I mean, I didn't fight the last boss yet. Okay, uh, well, then, I'm gonna. Then shut the fuck up, Deb. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. But it's the hardest one that I encountered for sure. Um, the last, the last boss, the last two bosses are a motherfucker in this game for sure. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see, because yeah. I'm definitely going to finish it. Uh, <laughs> but I, the, the internet told me to, uh, and this like, this kind of brings up another. This one seems like a glitch, actually, one they didn't necessarily plan. Um, the internet told me to jump on top of the boss, the the, the large vampire bat, and like and just in, like in on him. Fall, yeah, just like you you just fall through it. But as oh, you your do, sword. yeah, probably I think your sword damages it, and you don't actually get hit. Really? That, yeah, yeah, that would that would totally. I would feel totally like I cheesed it if I did that. I fucking. Uh, I wasn't willing to spend any more time. I was getting mad. So right. uh, yeah, I beat him fairer than that jab. My dick is bigger. How do you feel about oh, that? I, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Not even a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, after after much strife, I was able to beat this fucking bat. Yeah. Oh yeah, I spent some time on it too. I spent some time on it too, though. Um, so yes, yeah, survived, got through, cut down another naked damsel, Esmeralda is her is her name this time. I started writing uh, down at this point, so yeah. I knew that. Yeah, well, they they go through the trouble of again, like the the instruction manual is just so thorough. <laughs> it lists everyone. oh, they list them all in the instruction manual. Yeah, they they each have a different point value. Although the point values are all wrong, uh, they all add an extra zero to them uh, in the list uh, than what you actually get in the game, um, which was I don't know. God damn it, rare. Not even, not even notable, I guess. But I noticed it. Just shut it down. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, fuck this game. Fuck Nintendo. I quit. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So next is, of course, level three, logically, and uh, the floor is lava. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The floor is in yeah, fact. Yeah. Do you remember? And I don't know if we called it this, but that's what it was. Uh, basically, and it's funny to me because this is like the most basic. Like every comedian brings this up about kids playing this, and like it's funny to me to think that we did something this basic without the impetus of having heard it from somewhere, unless we did, whatever. But we would pull all the couch cushions off the couches at Mad Mike's, yeah. and and whatever the mechanic of the game was, staying on those, and then would beat the shit out of each other with those feather dusters. Yeah, those feather <laughs> dusters. I did. I didn't realize we would have the feather duster fights. On yeah, while whatever. playing the floor is lava. Yeah, whatever said we would fight on those fucking because we would build like little forts and shit sometimes too. Right, uh, right. Like the the the, on the angle the armchair cushions and stuff made great. Like the 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 end ones were made the right angles. You could have like little fucking caves and shit. And yeah, right. we would beat the 
fuck out of each other with those, those <laughs> fucking feather dust. They were like like a wooden ass bamboo stick with like a semi. And like it was funny. I remember one of them had less. I don't know if the feathers were not as thick or something. But one of them hit harder not, than the others. Yeah, it was not as dense. <laughs> yeah, and it fucking stung, dude. I remember that. They were fucking. It was not. It was not a. Uh, it was not. Uh, th- there was consequence. It was not. You know what I mean. It was not a. It was not a totally. Uh, when you got hit, like you, I mean, like you had a mark and it hurt. And yeah, it, it was like, a risk-free. Yeah. It's not a risk-free game, I guess, is what I'm getting at. There was actual consequence, right. uh, which is funny. Well, I didn't uh, realize we did that while playing the floor is lava. Um, so, that's, yeah. that's what it's, Definitely never called it that. Like I definitely never called. We never called it the floor is lava, but that's what it was. Right. But that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> you can't touch the floor for sure. Yeah. Uh, so that that was my immediate thought when I started playing this, because because that's the whole thing. It's like uh, it's kind of I think it's kind of a cool mechanic, because I mean naturally you would assume that lava you die instantly. So in this case you don't die instantly. You're it's survivable, but it damages you. So it creates like this hectic feeling um when you fall in this level uh relative to the other levels when you fall that way and are pissed off uh there's no real consequence at the bottom other than you just got to work your way back up in this case when you fall down you're like frantically looking to get the fuck off that lava uh so you don't get hurt you know right because it is slowly damaging you did you find the uh the boots no i saw saw them in the instruction manual i never got them yeah which would have been of course cool See, I did get them but they didn't stop you from taking damage down there at the bottom on the lava what happened was you could then, you know, those like spurts of fire. You could ride those. You could ride those. That's that's even cooler too, then, because yeah, I mean, what kind of boot is going to completely? <laughs> yeah, like there should be consequences to being honestly anywhere near lava. <laughs> yeah, like even in the same room would be a motherfucker. It would fucking hard. hurt, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Like the lava could be thirty feet away. You'd be like, I wish this wasn't happening. So yeah, there should be consequences. <laughs> right. No doubt. Uh, but you could, but with those, you could like it made getting out of the lava lava much easier because you those fire things are always coming by. It basically just like scoops you up and just like oh you mean again takes you away, picks you up. That's yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Hut for bubbles is a motherfucker mm-hmm. um, when you're down there, especially like I said with the frantic feeling of like I'm taking damage. <laughs> right, this is not okay. Uh, and the music, the, the, and the, particularly in this first section, which we, we used it in the intro uh, to the playthrough, um, is really cool. And it's not in the whole level, unfortunately. There's like it changes over to some shit that it, they already used after you go through the door, the first door. It changes over to yeah. a, a previously uh, used track, which I thought, like, why did it do that? <laughs> well, all the music's good in this, so uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's not worse for the wear. But but it's like the idea of going back to something that was already used and leaving a very cool track to do so. An original thing, yeah. yeah and that first that first section is very short, too, so you only spend a very short time with that music, so I don't know. It was good enough to make me think all this, which is, I guess, a credit to the song, but... yeah. Um, so yeah, and this we get back to uh, a mosquito tier annoyance enemy in this with the little flame fuckers that are flying around. Everyone, oh, these were some of the worst, actually. Yeah, they were super pester pestering. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so and then the bouncer, he's pretty chill in this level. He only wants fifty bones to get into the club. Uh, mm-hmm. And that it, 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 I noticed here that the bouncer doesn't even take the money, dude. Really? Yeah, he just you you just have to have the gem count. And he gets the fuck out of your way. So, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so what does that mean? Because you have the gym. Because at the end of each level, uh, it counts your gems as part of your point total. It counts them off and gives you a point bonus. Right. Uh, 
I started paying attention. And uh, yeah, he doesn't take them. So what that means is that this elitist prick stands outside of these fucking things, and he just wants to see that you have enough cash in your wallet to belong in my establishment. <laughs> yeah, it's like, go save this poor woman yeah. who's being held by a demon. You just have and to this show guy me. just wants to make sure I have fifty bucks in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, he wants to know that you fucking you belong. That you're you're high enough. You're at a high enough place in the world monetarily that you belong uh, in this elitist fucking group or place that they <laughs> that I defend here. Yeah. Uh, so you know what's crazy is it's not even like they're mercenaries. These guys aren't even taking the yeah, money. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So now that now they have no excuse. Now they have no excuse. These what guys. You, these guys you, are just fucking preventing me from doing my good deed for the day. Dude, for, so that's, that's why I call them bouncers. They are literally just like you're you're a useless human being, you know. Right. Like bouncers at club. I lived in New York for a long time. I live in L.A. now. I have dealt with this much less so than my younger days. I used to go to that shit a lot when I was young. When I first moved to New York, uh, now I probably wouldn't be caught dead in a nightclub. But uh, you know, you, it's like a game, dude. Dealing with the bouncers is a game because and those hype. You know, I guess every now and again they may have to deal with like a real problem that like you think of a bouncer kicking the shit out of someone right. and having to like be physical and do a job. But most of a bouncer's job is just being a prick at a do- in, in front of a door. <laughs> you know, like having to deal with those a lot when I first moved to New York. Uh, a bouncer was like. You know, you hope to get to know them. They obviously try to get you to pay them off. There's just like a whole game to dealing with bouncers, right? Uh, and and with nightclubs, and like that's all I can fucking think of every time I dealt with one of these pricks. Yeah, so I guess if it's just if a bouncer is just a prick in front of a door, then that's definitely what these guys are. <laughs> exactly by definition, just a prick in front of a door. Right. Ugh. Oh man. So yeah. So there's some. Uh, once you go through that door, you get into another chamber thing, and they change the music, much to my chagrin. But. Uh, if you go all the way up, and this is the first time I found this, um, maybe there were others prior to, but I didn't find them. Uh, if you go all the way up, you, you write, it, it has the bubbles that you can ride up and you can work your way up into the first like vertical chamber of this next area. And at the very top, there are some hidden gem things that you can find. And these, did you? I assume you found some of these at some point, right? Yeah, the hidden gem chests or something? Not, oh, not, no, wait. No, no, it's no. like a Mario thing, right? That's exactly what I wrote. Yeah, it very much felt like a Mario coin block. Like you couldn't yeah. see... You would jump, and then you would hit some unseen thing, and then gems would start popping out, and you could repeat that multiple times to get just like in Mario, right? Okay, gems, yeah. And, and this was the first time I found one. Was all the way at the very top of that first, um, first part of this of this area, right? I actually think I found the uh, axe in this also at like the very top of something. So I think you might not have actually gone to the very very top. Uh... I'm 99% sure I found the axe in this fire level. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I definitely didn't find it. Could have been. Um, either way, to like the second one. So the first one is 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 that thing, and where the, the, the there's nothing but j- hidden gems at the top of it. And the next one is where the key is, the red key, which is like your big, the crux of this level is getting the red key, mm-hmm. and uh, you got to work your way up using bubbles and doing some platforming and stuff. And then you get to the top of that, and then there's this. I was stuck on this. This is the first time I had to fucking look some shit up. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I looked everywhere in this level, and I was like, I, I know this has got to be where the red key is. I know I need that fucking red key, and I couldn't fucking get up there for the life of me, man. And, that was the one where you had to jump to the left, but it was like a like a right. hill, and you would slide yeah. back down? Right, yeah. That was tough. Yeah, the only way to do it is, dude, at least I'm assuming that's the only way to do it, but basically you need a random blue potion drop from an enemy. you got to kill an enemy as you're fucking jumping. Get the blue potion, and it gives you the, the, the speed of having that blue potion. Uh, I mean, I guess you could also kill one randomly just before it because it has some time. Uh, 
that it'll yeah, but it's pretty quick. It's definitely yeah, it's pretty quick. So I mean, you basically had to just randomly pick one up just as you were getting to that spot, and then run your ass up that hill to get to the key. And like I do, that never would have fucking I because it is because the way those potions work, I never would have thought of that. And, oh, can you actually run on that hill if you have a blue potion? Yeah, you can actually run right up. Oh, the, yeah. what did you do? Did you bounce off an enemy? How did you get up there? No, I didn't bounce there. There's like I just. I just stubbornly, I spent a lot of time on this, I stubbornly just, like, kept finding uh, bubbles going up, and I just kept taking them ever slightly to the right. Like, the bubbles didn't come up exactly in the same spot, so it might come up, like, just slightly to the right, and then you could ride that. that so many times, and I could not That's, get it. It works, and, the like, I mean, it took me a while, but it worked. Yeah, that was fucking a real bitch. Yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, uh, assuming that was the, either way, either either one of those solutions, uh, I felt that was really cheap, and uh, having to cheese that did not uh, did not bother me, actually. Yeah, everything <laughs> else in the game, actually, you, like, it's pretty straightforward how you navigate it. This right. one was, like, you hit a certain, like, everybody's had this where you're playing a video game, and you, like, you do something a million times, and it doesn't work a million times, and you're like, am I even supposed to go this way? <laughs> Like, yeah, maybe like, I'm literally not supposed to go yeah, here, but no, it's dude. fucking pertinent to the yeah. game. Like, you cannot progress this level if you don't go there. Right. But it's yeah. not immediately clear that it's even possible. Yep, yep. No, I, I failed to do – I had multiple – I mean, this this is how I got to looking it up, which, I mean, like I said, I'm trying to play these. I enjoy the challenge. I want to feel like I beat it without having to fucking cheat my way through it. So I had multiple instances of failing up there and being like, fuck, man, there must be something I don't have somewhere else. So there must be something somewhere else I need to do. And I would leave and go look, go all the way back to the beginning, look every possible where and find nothing and be like, fuck, I gotta go try that again. (laughs) And like I did that a handful of times before uh, I looked it up. Um, yeah, that was the, that was how they did it on there. And I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> and then yeah. and even then I'm just jumping and trying to hit things and hoping they drop a potion. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of stupid. Fortunately, no, uh, no talk. Can you imagine if you fucking had like, you know, finite lives or continues like, right. Oh my yeah, fucking yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been a motherfucker, man. Yeah. Um, I did not stay upset for long though. After I, because I want you know, I had that brief moment where I was like, "Mother, you gotta be fucking kidding me!" Kind of feeling, you know, and you're literally just playing the game, cussing for a few seconds, because <laughs> uh, you're happy to be, you're happy to be past it. So you're like, "Okay, let's go." You don't even, you don't stop and wait a second. You like, "Yeah, Christ, I've been trying to get this forever. Let's go." But you're just like still ruminating about it in your head as you play, you know. So I didn't stay that way for long though, because I immediately got, got the staff of power from that chest afterwards, and mm-hmm. nothing makes you feel better in a game than scoring an enchanted and arcane weapon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um the staff of power so again i didn't use this the staves i guess would be the plural for that um that did you use the staff of power then uh it was it, it hurt way more i still it was same problem select button deal yeah. you know uh but it was i did notice it was way more powerful because the wand it was like it wouldn't even kill those things that you could kill in one hit with your knife oh, uh, okay multiple hits um i felt anyways and uh the staff power was yes very much more i guess as the name would insinuate <laughs> uh, <laughs> one staff of power sounds like it would be more powerful than the wand of wonder um as much as uh yeah one wonder is not a bad thing but it's not power uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so uh i went back uh once because of the you Having having to go back to the goddamn beginning so many times because I couldn't get through there, I knew there was a red chest back there, right, uh, <laughs> uh, at the very beginning. So I got the red key, and I was like, okay, well, I I had to go there so many times. I'm going to go back and see what's in that fucking yeah, chest. Yeah, while I'm here. Right. So I go all the way fucking back after I got that staff, and in that chest at the beginning was some fucking horn. 
that had it took away my staff, so I didn't have the staff anymore, and I have no idea what the fucking horn does, dude. It had no it had no effect when I hit the select button. Yeah, I think I encountered the. I don't think I ever got the horn, but I think like while I was looking up how to beat this that fucking bat or something, I saw that a horn was an item. Right, and I don't. And I never used it, so yeah. I can't believe. Actually, I want. I'm gonna go click on the instruction manual and see what the hell it does because I badly. Badly want to know what it but does. But you got it. You just couldn't. You didn't know what it did. Yeah, it didn't do anything, dude. All right. Uh, at least I, I, discernible. I mean, if it did something, possibly. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do. I couldn't tell what the hell it was. Right. Um, let me see here. Not even. I don't think it's even here, dude. It's not even. It's not in the list of items in the instruction manual. I was gonna say because I went to this instruction manual a bunch of times. It would be, how did I not know what the hell it did? But yeah, well, that's even more fucked up than that. There's not, it doesn't even tell you what it does. And the instruction manual doesn't say it either. That's yeah. yeah. Especially since it takes away yeah. well, like an item that is pretty useful. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting thing about it in general that like you have, I mean, it's, you know, that's good that you can't just stockpile a bunch of shit and just whatever it gives you, it gives it some, again, consequence, I guess. But, uh, it also sucks because you don't know what's in the chest you can't see before you pick it up so it's kind right. of there's like a randomness to it yeah that's a little shitty but oh it's kind of like contra when you get the spread gun or whatever like just don't fucking you got the best just leave it alone right and you know and yeah once that horn thing happened that's basically uh, well no because because there is so much because you don't have any idea uh so even if even if you want to do that in this game uh there's so much consequence to not to to leaving those chests behind entirely because there's so many cool weapons uh and pickups you know the cloak there's things i didn't get the, the i never got the lava boots i never got the cloak uh oh wait no i did get that cloak uh and it's kind of useless uh cloak of darkness is it yeah this this because you hit the select button you disappear basically but i don't, I don't even because I, I don't think the i think the enemies can still fucking they still reacted to you i felt so it was particularly useless but right. anyway so there's cool shit that you could pick up uh that you didn't that I never got, so I never was at a. I never got the axe, so I was never in a place where I was like, "Fuck it." It's not like uh, the sh- when I got the shield and ghosts and goblins, and I was like, "Fuck it," I don't give a shit what they got out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving this up because uh, I know what the possible consequences are. It was never. It was never that much of a problem for me to lose anything, you know. Right. Um. Yeah. So, so yeah. What think, is the boss in the fire level? I can't right, remember. So yeah, that was the next. The getting to, after after I went back and got that fucking horn that did nothing for me. I went straight to the boss, and it was uh, a rock face boss. That was his name. That's what he looks like, and that's what he's called in the instruction manual. Very literal of the instruction manual. Uh, and he wasn't too tough. It was basically one hundred percent one of the edge of the screen. Uh, and you would have to because he has like I don't know if he if there was a shield or something, but basically. The mechanic that I found was once he got close enough for your knife to hit, you'd have to do like two quick pops to get a, to, to take a click off of him. Like you hit him with the knife once and it would like drop the shield and it didn't hurt him. And then you rapidly whack his ass again with the knife and it would take a life and then jump over him and then run to uh, the other side of the screen. He just repeat. He was super easy. Okay. Uh, hey, did you? I had no problem with this one at all. I, I, again, I don't even remember the guy. That's how easy it was. So. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, evidently, no problem at all there. Yep. So then, yeah, you beat him. You get your treasure, and then Ga- Galadriel. Yeah, Galadriel. Yeah. yeah, however you pronounce that was your damsel, and then I'm out. Level four, and this level has the cool music from the beginning of level three, uh, which is cool. But now we have these what we talked about earlier, fucking bats as the constant annoyance enemy, which was a you know it nullified the coolness of the music for me, having to deal all with right. those. <laughs> 
Yeah, they're just always fucking like, yeah, it's I'm, constant. They are constant in this level. It is fucking exhausting. I actually, I, I kind of just like gave up at a certain point. I was like, just fucking hit whack. me. Yeah, just fucking whack me. I got to continue. <laughs> like, I, I got continues. I got lives. Sucks, I honestly it don't. It sucks to get there because, yeah, you hate to like just totally like fuck it. Uh, but Phone yeah. it in, right. But are that there's a lot of them, dude, and they're fucking small. They're hard to hit. Yep. And like you can't. Your your dagger or your axe that you're throwing can very easily miss these things. Yeah. So then you're just waiting for him to get right next to you anyway, so you can hit him with this no reach sword of yours. So yeah, yeah there's not would, a lot of ways around it. That would be something you know that uh, I already said that knife is such a huge boon and becomes your primary attack mechanic, uh, pretty much the second you get it. But it does have the downside of it's like a boomerang type deal, right? And it comes back to you if you jump. Or if you throw when you're in the air, it like gives it uh, some variance to its return. So right. if you you it can basically miss you on the way it comes back, and I mean it, it like it swoops back around up from the other side and gets back to you, but it you can't throw it again till you get it back. So yeah. that once you know if you're just like you can, it, it prevents you from cheesing things basically because you can't just wing that fucker constantly. Uh, Unless it hits something. Because if it does hit something, it usually comes right back to you. But if you miss on just spamming, it will take longer on the return and leave you defenseless to some degree. So there's, like, very much consequence to trying to spam things, you know. And that that makes you, uh, in a case where you're getting constantly spammed, duh, by the game, it's a motherfucker. Uh, Right, like, when these bats are coming at you and you throw your shit at a bat, if you miss, your next line of defense is to jump. Well, yeah. when you're jumping now, the thing's missing you, so you do have to strategize a little yep. bit, which yeah, is you, definitely a good thing. Like, right? Yeah, yeah it makes it's supposed, especially you know we're halfway through the game now. It should be getting more. It should be getting harder. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean that said though, this is not that hard, and um, the bouncer, the bouncer wants 200 here, the prick, and uh, it, yeah, and makes this level kind of a collectathon to some degree. Um, I did though. Oh, that's what I thought when I first saw the number, anyways. And then I did randomly stumble across three. I, I guess there's probably even more, considering I just stumbled across these uh, secret doors, like where you just like it's you can't see it, and then you just like all you the jump, sudden, and then you're gone. Yeah, I think yeah, I found one of these. Yeah, so there, I found three of them, and that, and that uh, of course balanced out. They're just rooms full of gems everywhere, um, much like a, a pipe. And again, going back to Mario, you know, I'm sure they were literally emulating. Uh, some of that mechanic with with these with these gem pickup things, the the coin pickups in Mario, it felt a lot of the same feel to it, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, so you just run through, pick up a bunch of gems, and then you run back out the door and go back to the level. Uh, so that kind of reduced the collectathon nature of it. But some of these, there, there's some the, the keys are in rooms in this level, and again, you go through a room and you're in this like separate area, and in these fucking areas with the keys are these goddamn skeleton things that I, I can't remember the name of them. Uh, from the instruction manual, but they're basically they're kind of like the wasp hives in that they're just like this thing that's shooting you, and they're invincible, so you can't kill them, and they right. just spam the fuck out of you with projectiles. Uh, and then, yeah, that was total bullshit. I felt you know made it hard even to to, to deal with those fucking key rooms. Yeah, but, it's just gonna be more of the same, just like go in there, get the key, and get the fuck out. And like if you die, like it well, doesn't really matter because you have all the continues. But yeah, like to give you, um, you know. Uh, an enemy that you cannot defeat this bullshit. is bullshit. Yeah. Is kind of stupid, yeah. Unless maybe I don't know. I guess I didn't. Maybe the wand affects them or something. I, I didn't try that. But did you try the horn in there? <laughs> no, no, I did not. Yeah, I don't I don't there's somebody listening right now. Like the fucking horns, you idiots! <laughs> yeah, yeah, you dipshits. That's fucking. That's what the horns for. It's the best fucking pickup <laughs> in the game. You moron. Yeah, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> 
unsubscribe. Yeah, you stupid bitches. Uh, yeah, so uh, that was really that you know the bouncer being a high high gem count, and then those skeleton things were really the, all I had to say. The bad the, and the bad repetition is really all I had to say about the, the the level itself. And then the boss in this level is the evil ghost. Um, and he has a little more life than the previous bosses. He's got, you know, he's got, uh, he's got to hit his ass a few more times. Uh, but he, he was susceptible to the same general attack pattern as, as all the other bosses. So I didn't really I didn't think he was too difficult. Yeah. Just do more of the same longer. Yeah. There's none of these bosses again, like the, the second boss was hard and I haven't gotten to the last one. They, I honestly don't even remember them cause they just, they weren't difficult. Yep. Very similar, uh, mechanics and, uh, Patterns by which you use to defeat them. So, not a lot to say for them. They, no. look, they, they, I, they all do look cool, though. I don't have. They, they do look cool, right? Yeah, they all have a cool look to them. Um, the sprites so, are good. So yeah, I mean, it's not that I. It's not trying to say that shitty necessarily, but a little more variance would have been nice for sure. Uh, so yeah, so you get the, again treasure, same fucking pattern. Tre- you get the treasure. Griselda is your damsel. Boom. Um, and this is actually that's where this is where I noticed the point totals in the instruction manual were off. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Griselda is only worth 30k, not 300k, uh, as the instruction manual insinuates, as if points really matter. Because you do lose all your points when you continue, and as we mentioned, right. we did that a lot, so it's not like we were going for the highest fucking wizard and warrior score of all time here, or I wasn't anyways. <laughs> yeah, if we were going to take a picture and send it into uh, Nintendo Power, <laughs> they we would not, have, not have had an impressive score. Yeah, they would not have been impressed. We would not have made the mag, for sure. Finish the game with, like, 100 points or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, level 5. I think mine, actually, I think mine was, I want to say 271 was my high score. Uh, uh, I, I finished. That went into the thing. Which oh, is cool. I, I have something to say about that. There's something cool, too, when you get to the end uh, with that. Or worth mentioning thing, anyways. Uh, so, anyways, into level five, and this, uh, the second level, this came on the screen. I thought it was going to be a bitch, dude, because like basically you have to ascend an area where those plinko root things are, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and I was assuming that would lead to yeah a whole lot of falling. Uh, mm-hmm. No, but it wasn't that hard because, and, no. and I think something that we missed actually, uh, and maybe this is exactly where we talk about it, but I got it much. I got both these things. Well, I got one of them much earlier. You get the potion of oh, levitation. Yeah. Right, which is, yes, is huge to you manipulating. Uh, like, as far as your platforming navigation goes, fucking helps so much. Oh, yeah. So, and you can actually, and I didn't learn this right away, but this is a super cool mechanic, too. When you levitate, you can jump. And I tried this for that fucking key area that we bitched about, too. This is one of the many things I tried. When you levitate, you can, you can jump from the, you can, one, you can hold the levitation as long as you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can also jump from that apex of the levitation. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it gives you just a total different way of 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 uh, navigating. Yeah, aerial navigating. Uh, av- uh, aerial uh, fucking yeah, ways you can move aerially um, gives you a whole different whole different way to approach that, uh, which is really cool. And later you would find there, there's there's. Uh, you need that. You need to have control over that and mastery over that to deal with some of the latter uh, bosses, um, which is okay. <laughs> critical. And <laughs> I did not. Um, it, it took me a while to gather that. <laughs> yeah, see, I kind of picked up on it pretty quick. And it, it basically, like, the, the potion of levitation, like, it really, I don't think you can do it. You can't utilize it from a straight free fall, but it just basically increases, like, your yeah. jump height, you, to, you know? Yeah, you have to be centered for sure on, 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 a, on a platform. Um, um, to, to but also, I think at this point in the game, 
um, that we're talking about now with the roots. I think I might have had the uh, feather fall. But you get the feather here. Yeah, oh, like, okay. Yeah, okay. I wrote you get the feather here, which is a super cool item. Um, yeah, I mean, just in general, yeah, my, my initial assumption was that it was going to be a totally fucked level. And yeah, it was. I was completely wrong. Uh, all the platforms were really sensibly sized, and yeah. you only had to engage the roots a, a, a couple of times, two or three times at most, uh, if you were at all calculated in the way you, you ascended, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the shittiest part I wrote for, for the ascent were these, there were three instances of those hidden gems, right? And because of that Mario coin block mechanic deal where it, like, cuts off your jump, like you're hitting a ceiling, if you don't know that thing is there, it can you really fall. fuck you. Yeah, and, you can, and, and that is honestly the hardest, the only instances of trouble I really had in this level was where I was, in quotations, being rewarded, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, it could really fuck, can really fuck you. So that, that was my only thing I wrote down was having a problem with this. Uh, yeah, yeah and it's they, a substantial vertical climb, too. Like, it's, it's right. not a short one. No, not at all. But, yeah, you do get the feather here, and it's fucking awesome. So basically, when you, you, when you fall, I think you could hold up, maybe it was, and then it would, it would slow your fall immensely. And, you drift, right. Right, and then, yeah, it went, yeah totally. Yeah, I think uh, Princess from Mario 2. Yep, one, that's, that's a great comparison, yeah. Um, yeah, which is it just yeah having those having that plus levitation, especially I think it's it might be the next level, it might be two two down. Excuse me. Oh my god! If you didn't have those two things, that level. The oh, cap- once I got these, like especially like I mean, once I got the each time I got those things, the potion of levitation, I immediately used the fuck out of it, and then I figured out how to use the feather fall and use the fuck out of it. Yeah, one hundred. Like they're super practical. Yeah, they become integral to to, to your navigation in this game for sure. Uh, so yeah, once you get, you get that and you work your way all the way up and that's really all this level is, you go into a boss area with the spider or a spider rather. Um, and this one, it, this, it, you know, we just touched on this, uh, but this one did require a little bit of a different attack strategy. Uh, at least for me, um, I would like, you, you could coax it by jumping to bound, like it would, it would kind of almost match your jump height. Yeah. Uh, and you could coax it to bound up in the air higher. And then run under it yep. uh, to the other side of the screen uh, instead of trying to jump over it, which you can do, but it's much harder. Um, so yeah, I, I figured that out relatively quickly, and then you know, just did the alternate, the oscillating sides of the screen thing. Uh, I died once, and then thumped it on the second go round, basically. Yeah, I think I got him first try because that axe does more damage than the uh, oh, the axe. Yeah, so yeah, I killed him pretty easily. Yeah, I did not have the axe. That's so funny that we it's such a you know we playing the same game. I would not have expected that, not from a game like this. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's so much um, an accomplishment to have that very like you not having the shield and me not having the axe and how much that affects the way you experience the game is really uh... right. And like if you play to the friend, you could be like, dude, you never found this. Yeah, like, exactly. Do it this way. Yeah. Credit to replay value. You know, that's yeah, not for sure. Again, Nintendo games, not all of them had that. <laughs> and especially games like this, like platformers, right. like they, there's you know limited menu options and selecting things, so it's kind of hard to make it different than the next one. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good for good for them. Yep, good job, Rare, yet again. Uh, so, yeah, Treasure, Penelope's the damsel. Moving on, level six. And, uh, yeah, so this is this is the one where if you didn't have the feather and the fucking... Uh, I can ocean, not imagine, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mega, mega, it's basically Mega Man disappearing blocks bullshit. Like, yeah. Fucking, oh, uh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wrote that. Uh. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> fucking Christ. Uh, well, like, but, but with those with those items, it makes it so much easier. But yeah, it's man, yeah, yeah like, you can you can one hundred percent if, if you you can levitate and basically like I said you can hold yourself as long as you want with those levitations. So you get to that next platform and you see that you have to time yourself on a different 
interval with that next block, you can just levitate until it repeat. Uh, and, and, and like literally, you can until hold it reappears. It. Yeah, well, not even that. You can like wait. You can do it a few times and gauge how long it stays active or stays present, and then goes away, and then jump, and and, and even calculate your next move too, uh, which is really fucking cool, you know? Right. Um, and if you didn't have that option here, it would have been a, a real bitch, I think. I'm actually playing right now. You can do the uh, free fall from, uh, or you can you can do the uh, the feather fall from a free fall. Yeah, no, the we, we said the the potion, the levitation though, is what you can't do. Oh, right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, how else would the feather have a function if you couldn't do it? Well, I thought I thought maybe you had to jump, you know, to do it. Like if you just oh, fell. Yeah. Like that oh, right, yeah, no, no, yeah, one hundred percent fucking affects right. free falls. Uh, and I and this was you know this is a, it could have been the emulation. This, I'm not playing on original hardware here, so I don't know if this has, if this is associated with that or would be present on the hardware. But there's so much going on, on this level. There's a lot of flickering, uh, on, or I found on my emulator here, which made again because you're dealing with so much timing based stuff with the mm-hmm. different blocks and shit uh, was a little frustrating because you can't even see the enemy sometimes because of the flicker. Um, and that, of course, affects your ability to land on a fucking block because if you're <laughs> getting hit by something flying at you. So that made this level a little tougher. Uh, some shit that's not within the original design of the game, I don't think. Um, and that's frustrating, but, you know. Well, this game doesn't bounce you. When Does it bounce you? You were saying you bounced enemy. I don't know. Uh, I don't think like, you, you don't necessarily bounce, but it does break you. It does change your momentum. And just, like, even even if... even. Uh, how sizable of an effect that is when you get hit, you know, inherently just when you get hit, you, you, you change as a player for a second, you know, like you with the control in your hand. I mean, not the, not the, not your sprite. Like, right. You, know, you get hit by something you're like, fuck. And you try to, uh, right before you compensate. get hit, you're trying to, yeah, you're trying to compensate for it. So, uh, not being able to see shit. it's just, yeah, it's a little frustrating. Not yeah. I guess like my point for this though, was like, for this, you're basically what climbing the side of a castle is what it is. Right. This yeah. is a vertical climb uh, for this level, and like there's a lot of shit going on that can hit you arrows and like little bats and shit. But like it's not gonna knock you off. Like if you just stay on a platform and stay still, it's not gonna knock you off and all the way down to the bottom. Right. Which is super helpful because there's a lot of getting hit and a lot of climbing in this level, and it like if if that were a fucking part of the game it would be a pain in the ass harder, yeah so yeah yeah between the feather and the levitation ability this this is manageable um, yeah. still frustrating but not not like aj kelm controller on the roof frustrating yeah, the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. well you got to collect the bouncer in this level wants 50 gems right which is no it's a bitch dude and i, I was actually gonna say like this is this is where i'm at right now this is as far as i got and yeah. I got 15 gems right now, and I was just like, while we were talking, I was like, kind of bouncing around the level a little bit. Uh, it's gonna be hard to find 35 more of those fuckers. Right. Well, you basically have to. You you can't because there's not there are. It's not a monster drop in this level. Which right. Is, which I suppose is the challenge. You can't just grind it out. And what you have to do is you have to find the pink key. And there's a chest, I believe. Um, and uh, well, there's a door. Yeah, there's a door. I think, and you go in there. Yeah, so yeah, basically, you got to go in there and you got to deal with this. There's a gem pickup area that you can get to with the pink key. And the whole thing, I couldn't find the pink key. I jumped all over this fucking level a million times, dude. I looked every possible place in my mind mm-hmm. um, and could not find it. And I had to look up a video here. And it showed me a place where I was like, no fucking way. No, I, I was there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I was fucking there. Like, no, I like 27 times I was there. Uh, but, it, but, you know, I fucking using the video. I found it right away and whatever uh and got through this but 
uh yeah i could not fucking find uh that pink key for my life and that's definitely the key to getting through this basically yeah so far in my playthrough i don't have it and uh but i haven't searched like the entire i got to the top of this castle and i found a door i think it was pink yep yeah and i couldn't get into it because i didn't have the fucking key so or in level and that's where basically you could you're gonna go in there just a fucking spoiler alert dude <laughs> that's fine i don't care there, there's a skull hive haven in there basically uh, like the fucking skeleton things in there that are just it is oh my god hardcore with those um but you get the gems in there and you get enough to go out and get get the there's also i think the the, the red key maybe um is in yeah, there you need because the, the the bouncer's guarding a red key right or the red the red key or the red door I'm sorry, he's guarding the red door. Right, yeah. So, yeah, the red key is in that room, too. So you get enough gems and the red key in the room, and you go down. And uh, Do you take fall damage in this game? Uh, I think if you fall all the way down, I, th- I don't know if it's damage, actually. I mean, you like have like a – I think you flash. I'm not sure if it gives you damage, though, to be honest with you. Right, because I thought it would be funny to just jump from the very top of this castle. Because that's another funny well, thing. Well, with the feathers, you is... definitely don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but I'm saying like it would just be fun to fall all the way because this I fucking think, castle. I, I, I think I did when I came out of that pink door. That's exactly. I was like, motherfucker, finally jump. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if you like, if you assume that this guy that uh, Kuros is what six feet tall, which might be tall for his time, but he's an adventurer, so he might have been big. I mean, he, you know, that, that guy on the cover of that fucking uh, artwork has got to be six feet tall. <laughs> okay, so we call him six feet tall. Like he's if if you fucking line this guy up all the way to the top of this castle, this is a fucking like six hundred foot castle. Yep, it's a big big castle. <laughs> Kuros must have had balls to navigate his way up the side of it, to say the least. He really wants to save <laughs> that other princess, I guess. I don't know. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's funny we we talked about this with the map and how uh, you know clearly defining it was. Uh, you go through that door and. I, like, there's no boss. You don't go to a boss. And I, I wasn't sure if I was in a new level or not, basically. And, like, mm-hmm. you don't, you, it shows you the map, but it, nothing's changed on the map. You're not in a new area. You're not even in an area. I, don't, like, I feel like it wasn't even showing me in an area. So, like, I don't know. I mean, you're obviously in the castle now, but I don't know if it counts as a new level because there's no boss. Um, yeah, it was, I don't know. It, was just, it, it just felt it did not feel like the transfer from level to level like the, the previous ones. Well, it's kind of like the fire level. Like, you have that first part. Right, and then you to go through a door to another part, but it's still the fire level. You right, know? but but here's the thing: there's another bouncer, and like up to this point, the bouncers are only one per level. Level, you know. Yeah. Uh, hmm. so there's maybe yeah, granted it's I guess the last level, so maybe it's a two bouncer, sure. But uh, anyways, getting to the bouncer, you go through this next level, and you got a fucking the uh, the bouncer requires 200 gems here, which hmm. seems like a lot, but. They are monster drops in here, and they're fucking everywhere. Uh, so I ended up, by the time I got to the bouncer after collecting everything, uh, I had 400. <laughs> Holy so, shit. Yeah, I was like, out of my way, bitch. I'm He's a like, sir, come right in. <laughs> yeah, let me in. Uh, let me in to see the head honcho, motherfucker. <laughs> you're uh, exactly the type of person we're looking for here at the <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're the kind. You're going to buy some bottles in here. Come on in, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you pay him. You got to go around and get those and pay him off, and then you're to the to the skeleton boss dude and this is this is the last boss before the before the whiz uh fuck this dude man i'm telling you oh my god is he hard Hmm. um i was able so like you know you don't have the axe though i don't have the axe it took me a bunch yeah maybe it'll be easier for you i godspeed i hope it is for you because it was frustrating uh i was i cooked up this thing after many failures where i duck and because he he, he jumps and he throws bones and like the bones can hit you. And like, so I, I cooked this thing up where I would duck 
and keep him from doing too much because I feel like he kind of would match your jump a little bit. So I would duck and peg his ass with the range weapon, and then you could run because it's, it's like four different phases. He like starts, he's really like super tiny, dude, like microscopic, and you gotta drain his life all the way down. Uh, and then he grows once. You gotta do it again, get his life all the way down. He grows again to like a, a bigger size. And by this size, he's like, I think the third size is bigger than you uh, a little bit. And um, you got to, again, drain his life. And then he has a fourth stage of growth where he's fucking really big. And once he got to the fourth stage of growth, that tactic didn't work. It didn't work every time anyway. Sometimes you get hit by a bone randomly, but it was enough to stay alive. Uh, But with that fourth stage of growth, you could not get over him. You would get fucking hit every time trying to jump right. over him. So I was like, what the fuck, man? I died a million fucking times. And I watched a playthrough video, and you got to levitate. And that, it never would have crossed uh, my mind. Never would have crossed my mind to do that. You got to levitate, let him get over to you, and then fucking from the apex over. of your then jump over. And you still can get hit. It's still not fucking uh, right. Cake. Yeah, and like the frantic nature, we use that word a lot. There's got to be a better word. In the in the fucking fast-paced <laughs> nature of these boss battles, like the levitation actually takes a little bit of yeah, time. Oh, that's yeah, 100%. It, yeah, it so is you not... wouldn't think like, "Oh, it's definitely going to be part of my strategy here. I'll just like sit here and drift in the air while he comes to kill me." But uh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, and it's, you know, it's of course harder to hit him once you levitate too. So yeah, it's not like you can't just like run over to the other side of the screen and just levitate and wait. You got to get some attacks in before you levitate. So yeah, it requires this very finely tuned timing to get a hit or two in, then levitate before he's too close to you to fucking smack the shit out of your ass, you know? So right. okay. It's, yeah, it's it's not easy at all, man. But um once I I watched it, once you had the levitation tactic, I did beat him the first time, but uh it was until I had that, he was just whooping my ass, man. That was yeah. like you know, set the controller down, come back in a few minutes, kind of pissed off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you beat once I did beat him. Yeah, Candida was the damsel, and then you're moving on to uh, what is the? I guess it's a new again. I guess it's a new level. Um, I mean, I'd say if you beat a boss, it's, it's got to yeah, be a new post- level. Also, but but it's not. You don't go directly into a the boss chamber, uh, a la Ghosts and Goblins. You have to play another level. That again, it's, you don't you don't see a difference on the map for. Um, but it's it was like a super. It, it, was, it was kind of like a scaled back level to. A, it didn't really feel too fleshed out um, or, or too difficult. Uh, it's like this green dungeon deal, um, and you got to get a hundo for the bouncer, uh, which really it just. You know, you're not. It's not like you don't have to go find specific things. It's very much kind of like a good old-fashioned grinding uh, mechanic that you got to do to get your hundred hundred gems to pay off the bouncer, the the, okay. the very final to the VIP room, I guess. Uh, and then you are into the final boss fight against Malkill, mm-hmm. and uh, that whew, you haven't fucked with this guy yet, huh? No, I haven't. Okay. All right, man. So the <laughs> I took well, my first fucking uh, like whack at him uh, happened to be like I got I I was mentioned I tra- had to travel a couple times the past two weeks. Uh, I this is when I was coming back from New York, uh, not this past weekend, the one before, and so I had a flight, was pretty tuckered out from a long weekend, and then 
sat down and I tried to finish this, I think you know, maybe the last two levels uh, of this off, including the final boss. And like, I was pretty fucking tired. And by the time I got here, I was extra tuckered out and like wanting to go to bed, but I'm so close to the end. I'm like, fuck, let's fucking try it. You know? Right. So, so I spent a sizable amount of times uh, trying to beat him that first time. And I was like, this is not happening <laughs> and just went to sleep. <laughs> Uh, so it's definitely not a cakewalk. Again, not nowhere near ends in the Ghosts and Goblins Lake. Uh, he is a, a serious fucking challenge. Um, but I fired it up the next night, of course, and uh, I really wanted to beat this prick without any PEGs, performance enhancing Googles. But uh, <laughs> uh, I got my ass handed to me for like 10 minutes straight. Yet again, I was like, what the fuck, dude? What is the. Because basically, he teleports right on top of your fucking head. And. Okay. There's no tell for it. There's no way that I saw to know that he is about that he is about because he, he just disappears and then reappears seemingly randomly anywhere. And very often times would be right on top of you. So you couldn't even like, you know, just, there's just no way to know. And there's and, and he, he takes a ton of damage and he re, he replenishes energy. If you like you can hit him and he will he he slowly gets energy back. So if you're not oh, hitting him fast enough, you'll right. never fucking you know, and I take it he has a full health bar. Yeah, yeah, both yeah. both bars. If, if he doesn't, then who? Yeah, two rows of bars, and yeah, yeah totally full. And he's 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 the evilest, <laughs> <laughs> the most yeah. evil. Yeah, he's the most evil. And uh, yeah, it's just I fucking it's, like, it's not happening. It's fucking not happening. I, I kept trying to. My initial tactic was there's like, and this is super cool, dude. Uh, I didn't notice this or realize this until I was putting together the artwork for uh, this episode banner. Um, and I was looking up screenshots and stuff, and I found someone was doing uh, like assembled screenshots of like, showing you kind of what the boss levels looked like or what a lot of levels looked like. And this level is actually a skull. It's pretty fucking cool. Oh, like okay. there's these two um, uh, little eye hole type things that are hanging in, in the air to the right side of it and then just below that is kind of like this jagged um platform area that looks like teeth when you look at it like pulled out uh and uh, when you can see the whole thing of it you can see that it kind of looks like teeth and a mouth so i was in that little mouth area and there's like it, it almost looks like the top of a castle kind of like those are top of a castle um what are those called? Are called crenellations the, the the corners of them like the with the little pillars with the yeah hard, little hard. blocks that stick up that you'd hide yeah. behind right. yeah. I think they're so called yeah. ventilations. Okay, so yeah, those those uh, it's got it's got a feel of those, a few like three of those right in a row. Uh, and I was trying to because it, it gave you a little bit. It, it gave multiple platforms, and sometimes he would just appear right on top of those. You could jump up and pop them. Uh, so I was trying that tactic, but you know he would fucking materialize right down in the one you were in, and and fucking you know a couple minutes of that, and you're dead. So I could I just couldn't fucking beat his ass. Ended up having to Google it, and uh, I found two videos. Only two videos of it, so there's no, there wasn't a ton of information out there for this. Surprisingly, mm -hmm. uh, I guess it's an old game, but I still there's fucking the internet has a plethora of everything. Uh, but I found two different videos, one that was a really cheap tactic, and a second one that was still pretty damn cheap. And they were both uh, using levitation tactics to to, to just cheese his ass. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I was like, oh, that's got to be. A, there's just no way that's the only way. So I pulled the. I only there's only one FAQ on the FAQ website. Uh, it's a great, it's a great, it's a very well done FAQ. I wrote <laughs> as a note, it's very well done. And like, just has a, it's, uh, not a, not a, not a fucking half-assed, uh, effort to make, make the thing, but it had another tactic that wasn't in the videos and it was still a little bit of a cheese, but not nearly as much as the other two. Okay. So basically what 
it recommended was there's this area um, and like the, I guess what would be like the base of the, um, the base of the, of the, the back of the skull. Uh, there's this area where um, I guess he does only appear in certain places, even though I didn't feel like that was the case. And if you stand in this one area, he one doesn't teleport on top of you, which is key. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then there's from that exact spot, there's only five places where he can appear. Uh, wow. Two two to your left, three to your right, and you, it's possible. It's still not easy, but it is possible to defend yourself from this spot from the from the places that he appears. So from that place, I was able to beat him. Um, uh, on the first try, it still takes a long ass time, and like I said, the energy fucking replenishes and stuff. But without right. that, dude, like I, just, you, I don't see how you would ever beat him. Um, so you know, as much as I liked this game and I didn't feel the need to, to that I got fucking cheesed very often, like the final boss definitely left left me with like a little bit of an unsatisfied feeling, man, because I had like there's just no way you could have done it without that that cheesing mechanic, you know. Right. So, so that huh. uh, that bugged me a little bit, man. Uh, but I did beat him on that first one. Uh, once I had that tactic, and uh, you don't get any. You, you beat him. There's no epilepsy treasure or anything. Uh, you do get one more scantily clad damsel in distress. Uh, this one with no name. It's just thy princess. So I guess I guess I own her. And <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually in the uh, the game story. I think like you're trying to save your princess. Your princess. Your your belonging. Very nice. But she should have a name. That's not very nice. Yeah. Yeah. She should at least have a name. Yeah, maybe 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 who's... maybe like the pug I'm getting. You got to you're gonna name her after you get her. Uh, I don't. I don't like to name my dogs until I hang out with them a little bit and get to know their their personality and shit. So maybe that's how Kuros feels about his, about his princesses. Hey, Prince I, I is that Princess I? Princess I. What's Prince I? <laughs> Prince I. I believe. <laughs> I believe. Uh, so yeah. So you go from that. Uh, it's got a really cool little ending ditty here, um, which I think actually we will get to shortly. Uh, but uh, it's got a, a cool little music ditty, and then you get to enter your initials into the high score list and. Normally, this who gives a fuck is is, is kind of how I would feel about the high score list ever uh, entering your initials. But in this case, which I don't believe it does any other time, I think this is the only time this happens. When you enter your your initials, it get it assigns a prefix because you just beat the game of Sir. So it's like you know Sir Jamuf, not uh, JMF. My initials, not not just J- Jamuf. You know, right? Uh, oh, okay, I got you. Cool. It look, you can it visibly looks different in the in the because all the other ones don't have that uh, in in the high score list, even if they are random bullshit, already existing stock scores. Never understood uh, that, but okay. Right. We already talked about that. I don't know why they do that, but right. it does look a little cooler. Sir Jamuf uh, felt good, and it felt that you know, even though I was unsatisfied with the boss feeling, it did give me. I felt like I achieved some elevated thing, which is a nice. That touch. part did it for you, right? Right. Um, so that was nice, man. And that, it, it, other than that, that was, that was, you know, other than the end boss thing, man, that it was a pretty fucking good experience. And I guess, uh, I don't know, unless you have something else, I do have a playthrough video too. I guess I should mention, I'll, I'll post it on the show notes. Uh, but I have a playthrough of how I actually did or, or my experience with that. Once I had post, post Google, I recorded my, my, uh, experience with with Malkill so that's on the show notes you can pull it up if you actually give a shit about that and do you have anything else before we move on to the blessing stage um 
yeah, I mean, I yeah, I just didn't. I'm gonna finish this game for sure. Uh, so I will find out about that that last boss there, Mal Kill. But uh, yeah, I, between Subnautica and my computer, so fuck. I had actually had to buy a new computer. I shouldn't have this problem in the future. But like this thing is. You did order one. I, I did order a new computer. Oh, yeah, so I'm that's getting so it set exciting. up here. Probably today, actually, I'm gonna get it set up. So. Oh, it's it's arrived. Was that the yeah, mail? It's... Was that the mail that came earlier? Um, no, it wasn't. It, uh, <laughs> Amazon Prime got it to me real quick, so uh, I'll start working on it. The, like this, like this computer is. I we already while know. I was playing this I game. Think, dude, I don't, do I know? The few listeners we have know, so that that's know. the level. It of got it. worse though. Like while <laughs> I was playing this game, like the viruses in my computer have progressed, and like I had <laughs> pop-ups over the screen. Fatal. That were like interrupting, yeah. no joke, and it was sexy Russian babes in Oberlin <laughs> looking for men over thirty. So that's what I was battling against. Did, did, so. you, click? did you click? <laughs> I didn't. Well, no, because you know, there's not sexy Russian babes in. Oberlin. I would know if there were sexy Russian babes in Oberlin looking for men over thirty. Trust there's me, a, I would. Very possible, dude. You don't, you don't know. I'll click on it next time it pops up and see yeah. what happens because yeah. this computer is not long for the world. But uh, yeah, so um, that's good to hear that it that it's terminal and uh, it you're gonna you're gonna unplug it. That's good. Yeah. Oh, actually, one last thing I meant to mention in the uh, notable history for this game, uh, and this is um, this will be fun for us in, in particular. This in the November December 1989 uh, episode or episode I do that every time issue of Nintendo Power. This game was voted the best game for the NES Advantage controller. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I'm trying to quite why, but it makes yeah. I mean, uh, that would something to be really sit down and think about because uh, it's not like a turbo feature would help you. Right? Yeah, not a huge thing. And the fucking because you can't even attack while you're jumping. So like, even if you turn turbo on and just left it attacking yeah, or yeah, it would be or throwing like... your knife would be all over the fucking place. Yeah, it'd actually be a detriment. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't imagine slow mo having a huge effect. Um I feel like maybe that's just an arbitrary choice. I don't know. Maybe a joystick is helpful to some degree. I'm sure it was part of a fucking advertising campaign in November and December 1989. Right. So. But oh, but I don't know though, man, cuz this is a third party title. So I would feel like if Nintendo was going to say that, they would choose a proprietary title so I, I don't i actually don't agree with that theory. But, but maybe either way they're probably still selling the nes advantage yeah right before christmas so right, but why would they not double down and sell one of their own things and i don't know maybe they had to deal with rare maybe and that's very possible rare rare and nintendo were in kahoot they worked very closely for sure right. uh seemingly for a long time so that's possible uh maybe maybe rare actually paid for it could be yeah that's very possible or that. maybe there's people just decided it doesn't have to be malicious. Maybe people thought it was <laughs> yeah, the best yeah. game. You know? the, the whole world is not a horrible place. Some people are genuine. Uh, yeah, my defenses maybe... are always up, and I'm like, somebody's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. do you want some candy? And I'm like, what's your angle here? Yeah, fuck off. Like candy. <laughs> I would be offering me candy. But right. you know what I mean. Right, right. All right, fucking A. That's the Wizards and Warriors playthrough. Blessing, uh, Princess Rescued theme uh, brought us into this section. Um, the verdict, what yeah. did you think? I'm torn, man. I'm kind of torn. Uh, on one hand, I feel like it was commendably challenging. It was a commendably challenging platformer uh, with a lot going for it. You know, there's a fucking, the item system is really cool, I think. 
Uh, it's difficult, but balanced, you know, not unfair. Um, more often than not, anyways, it is a Nintendo game, so there's going to be some moments that are full of shit, of course. Definitely some fuckery. <laughs> yeah, does some fuckery, but I mean, you know, relatively speaking for what's possible, uh, again, speaking relatively to our last venture, um, not, not at all bad, uh, comparatively. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, that was good, and the, the bosses, a little bit of a rep- repetitive deal with how you deal with some of them but for the most part they they were reasonably varied and they're they you know the sprites like we mentioned uh were fucking awesome and you know something like we didn't think about we didn't mention a single time actually but it was it added it was like a, a little extra depth thing that the latter ones when you kill them they turn into those ghost swarms yeah i forgot and, to mention that yeah. yeah we totally forgot to mention that and there were and that was something especially like you know i beat that bat for example i think and uh only had, I'm sure this applied to the skeleton too, only had a couple of life left. And when those fuckers appeared, I think that was the first time too, when you beat the bat was the first time you saw them. So like, holy shit, I'm not done. Yeah. yeah, I'm not done. Oh my God, I'm almost dead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a little bit of an oh shit, which is, I think, to, you know, to its credit, that's not a bad thing. Um, to anytime you're surprised when you're playing a video game, as long as it's not a cheap surprise, is a good thing. Right. So yeah, I mean, it had a fucking lot going for it, dude. And then on the other hand, that ultimate thing, dude, at the end, the final boss was really fucking cheap. And I was robbed of an accomplishment feeling, and that pisses me off to no end. Hmm. Uh, that I, you know, I really want to get uh, from a video game when I beat the fucking final boss, and I kind of felt like that was a huge betrayal uh, by the rare gang, you know. Right. Uh, so no, yeah, I was torn, dude. Uh, but I'm assuming <sighs> that King Lorik's blessing uh, occurs on a binary basis, you know. So it's a it's a yes or no. It's not it's a, a yes or a no, yeah. gray kind of deal. So. Um, I guess I would have to give it uh, his blessing in this case. That final boss was a real bummer, uh, but there was so much positive before it that uh, to dismiss it, to dismiss the game for that alone would have been unfair. I feel so. Yeah. Play it, play it, but know that that some melancholy lies at the end of your quest. <laughs> that's my stance on it. Yeah, I mean that's so often the case with with Nintendo games. It's just it's like always something going on that kind of fucks up the experience for you. Um. At least that's my experience with Nintendo games. Sure. Uh, but the, the, yeah, like this. Them. <laughs> yeah, like, and I've talked about it before. How like some of these Nintendo games are unplayable. Like they just, I don't know, very little testing or whatever. But the long and short of it for this game, it's a very playable game. Um, the controls are good. The you know your character does what you want him to do. Yep. Uh, you know, it had enough backstory lore to like make it kind of fun and interesting. Give it a little bit of a story. Um, like you said, the item system good, although I didn't understand some of it, but I was kind of hurrying through. Not you not read the instruction manual either. You didn't read the instruction manual. <laughs> so I had things going against me. I had uh, you know fuck, fuck ups on my end. Um, but overall, I thought the game is definitely worth playing, and uh, I I enjoyed it as far as I've gotten to that castle level. So uh, you know, without having had the uh, disappointment of the last boss like you did, which I'm not sure would necessarily factor in for me. Um, you know, I like the game, and I would definitely give it uh, King Lork's blessing for sure. Nice man, two for two. Yeah, so. it, it wasn't a it wasn't a debate on my end. Like, I think I got probably to, like the fire level, and I was like, this is such a playable like. You know, the one thing though, like it, if you want to talk about like an, a sense of accomplishment, the unlimited continues kind of like takes all the risk out of the game. Like I never felt worried because right. I knew that I could just fire it back up. Right, so yeah. And I wish, you know, it's, it's such a, it's a, 
hard thing to pinpoint, I guess. But, you know, like uh, I think we kind of did this in the playthrough uh, or in the discussion of the playthrough, rather. There was a point when that became a factor. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a point where you just like, fuck it, conceded or gave, gave, gave control away to that uh, once it got to a certain level of difficulty. That probably that was probably the point in Ghosts and Goblins when I wanted to throw my controller out the fucking window, <laughs> you know, right. uh, when, when you couldn't do that, when it got to that point in the game. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's again, without talking to the developers, and if you did, I don't know if you could get this answer. But, you know, was that something that they didn't have originally and then they wanted to throw their controllers out the window <laughs> instead so of we shouldn't and, do this? Right. Yeah, and instead of just working to balance it, did they go, well, it's just fucking unlimited continues, you know, right. Uh, right, right from where you were. And that fixes the problem. Um, kind of like Akari Warriors, if we talked about that, you know, that being everyone's bitch, but it, that's there. So you can't really gripe about it. And it definitely needs it because otherwise this game becomes impossible, you know? So, right. yeah, it is. It's a very, very gray area slash fine line situation as to whether or not that is a something you kind of would wish is not there. Because I mean, the thing is, if you want to challenge yourself, you have the option. Uh, right. You yeah. don't have to. You have 10 seconds to hit any button and continue. You cannot yep. hit that button. <laughs> you yep. know, that's your decision. Uh, so I would say it's uh, because that option is there. Um, you know, fuck it. Have, have give me the option of playing this uh, in a semi unstressed way, you know. Right. It, yeah. It, but like, I mean, it was it was a, it's a minor complaint on my end. But like I've said before about a lot of these early games, uh, that came out for these early systems, like some of them are just like so miserable and unplayable that like you you can't even play them at all. So relative to that, like I'll my take... criticisms of this game <laughs> are pretty low level, and I'll and a, yes, I will take it and give the blessing. So yeah. yeah, fucking hey man. So that's two for two. That's a big big jump up from Ghosts and Goblins, my first one. Yeah. So uh Back to homeostasis for the uh, Imperial Scrolls of Honor pod crew. That's nice. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Well, that's fucking Wizards and Warriors. Uh, could have been could have been dumber. I thought there was some intelligent discussion there, Jeb. Yeah, I thought <laughs> we did all right. Yeah, I thought we did all right. So in closing, subscribe to the pod if you are enjoying what we're doing here on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Android, TuneIn, uh, Podbean, probably wherever else you're listening to pods if it's somewhere that's not in that extensive list. Uh, and if you could and enjoy what we're doing, please do rate and leave positive shit for it on whichever of those platforms it is that you're listening to it. And follow us on Facebook. Um, and you can email us if you want to do some private dialoguing at isohpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then there's the Twitch and the Discord, too. Those will be in the show notes if you want to uh, get, in, get in, fucking in bed with us on one of those. And, Jab, what are your socials? Uh, I don't have any socials, and neither should any of you. You should delete them all. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. They're all terrible. You know they are. Uh, get rid of them. Copy that. My socials are uh, on Instagram at my shift key is broke on Twitter at Josh Folan. And next episode, we will be going back to the mag format and be doing issues six and seven of Nintendo Fun Club News. Okay, bye. All right, see ya.